Hello, friends. It is another edition of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. All right, I've got plenty of stuff that you haven't heard, okay? Unless you listen to the Patreon. I went and grabbed a number of uh, fantastic Patreon shows and threw them on here for you to check out. Made exclusively in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. I can't stress enough about how uh, fantastic it's gone with uh, free seven-day Patreon memberships. Thank you to all the people who signed up to just try it out, most of which converted to, like, regular monthlies. I really appreciate that. Keep in mind... That if you like the show after the seven days, if you convert to a yearly, you'll save 10% as opposed to paying it month to month, you know? So if you go tier two, which is 10 bucks a month, uh, 120 bucks for a year, if you did it by the year, it would be 108, you know, paying it all at once. Same thing for tier one. If it's just the audio, 60 bucks for a year if you do it month to month 54 if you do it all at once save yourself some money or fucking cancel it and tell me to eat shit i don't give a fuck that's okay it ain't for everybody i'm just very very thankful that people try it all right let's get to the fun of another edition of not the best of the eric zane show podcast welcome to the eric zane show podcast patreon bonus off and running yeah, I need a haircut. The NFK needs a haircut. Uh, I got to give some haircuts. Queen of the Forest says to me today, if you give Kevin a bath lately or shower, and I'm like, uh, no, no, I, I think Monday. Ugh. That's a lot of feces buildup. Uh, I'm slacking on my job. Jesus. Come on, Eric, get it together. What are you doing? Uh, welcome in. I hope you are well. Oh, hi. Uh, Adam J is here. Whoever that guy is. Chris is here. Whoever that guy is. Hope you're all having good days. Adam is the guy who is the, uh, the big Rocky fan. You know, he's like, everything's Rocky, Rocky. This, he was with us yesterday a little bit on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, which was, Another absolute fucking riot. My God, I am uh, addicted to Chris in Minnesota and his life. This man is a walking content machine. He's a little bit um, a little bit long-winded. And we had a moment where I I made fun of him about that. Because when he's telling a story, he he tends to, you know, just a little bit detail heavy. Just a little bit. And uh, uh, for me, with ADHD, alarms start going off. And my internal clock, just from doing this. Kenny writes, <laughs> he's more descriptive than me. Yeah, I think so. I think he's taken that mantle from you. I was like, dude, you gotta, you gotta shorten this. I'm doing you a favor. You don't need to give me all that background. Cause he, he's got COVID or he feels he's got COVID. 
and he's he's telling me he's doing his own um what do they what do they call that when you um he's doing his own contact tracing and but just telling us he's giving us his 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 contact tracing so then I called so and so. So then I called, and this person was interacting with me when I. And I'm like, dude, yeah, you were doing fine when you were just complaining about your wife and telling us about your drunken escapades. Uh, all right, so now we have a collection here. Um, we have um, figurines that are uh, my own little figurine army here because you got mother mary with the headphones my headless bobblehead with the head on the ground and then kenny's aria stark now i don't know but i'm pretty sure that if you're a person like kenny who collects these toys you're not supposed to take this out of the box but i'm guessing there's 1 billion of these made and it's not going to matter if I take this out of the box, right? Kenny, you would know. I mean, you masturbate to these all of the time. Uh, Arya Stark, Game of Thrones value. I'm guessing it's going to be less than what you paid for it and you probably paid $500 for that. Arya Stark Game of Thrones doll value. This is called a doll, right? Uh, the Jon Snow one you can buy for $20.50. I'm guessing that, you know, there's there's no value to this. I mean, it's still a relatively new thing. If in like 100 years, maybe this would have value. I mean, what's the point? Why, 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 why do you do this? I mean, if it just sits in a box, the only thing this is doing is keeping you from having sex. That's just my opinion. Well, I I kind of want to, I don't want to do it now, but part of me wants to take that thing out. <sighs> Kenny says, I just saw it and I got it. Oh, you don't have your own collection. Okay. You, you just saw it and got it and purchased it to send it because you ruined Game of Thrones for me. No, I didn't get mail again. This is what Kenny gave me, dumbass Kyler. This Arya Stark thing. After he destroyed the ending of Game of Thrones, the key point um, of the film or of the series, Kenny went on Facebook and gave everyone who knows him a spoiler. And uh, it was terrible. And because of that, to complete the joke, he sent me the Arya Stark figurine. Thank you. Still cannot believe you did that. Though I beat him up, he still maintains that he didn't do anything wrong. This was one of the most watched TV events in recent history. And 
uh, Arya Stark went ahead and something absolutely dramatic happened. And all he wrote was Arya with a heart. And that's enough. That's, that's all you need to write. Because if you're watching that, you're seeing it unfold. And you know that something dramatic is going to happen with her. You don't ever, ever say anything. Leave it to you. One of the most talkative people on the planet. Said not. This is why, this is why you need a significant other in your life. This is why we all have our fingers crossed that this Teresa thing is going to be long-term and you two are going to grow old together because you, you have to have a sounding board. So what you do then is you then go to Facebook and you, you, you deal the world in on shit like Z speed mobile mechanic and Arya Stark. Kyler is sitting right here. The, the whole Z speed mobile mechanic. I didn't even know about that. Kyler is the one years ago who dealt me in. He goes, Hey man, Kenny's losing his mind on Facebook over Z speed mobile mechanic. I'm like, what? And then that led to one of the most historic moments on this show. It was, and it was all brought on by you and, uh, running to Facebook to tell everybody the lies, the unsubstantiated claims and lies about Z speed mobile mechanic. Today's Patreon brought to you by Z Speed Mobile Mechanic. If you are in the Nashville, Tennessee area, remember to look them up. Z Speed Mobile Mechanic. Uh, they'll come to your place, your home, and uh, they'll take care of you at Z Speed Mobile Mechanic. Here they are on Yelp. Uh, a terrific, terrific set of reviews they have. Look at all these highly, uh, look at that. Wow. Three reviews, all of them very, very highly rated. I wonder if on the Google reviews, if Kenny still shows up. Google review. Okay. Damn it, I don't want Yelp. Z Speed Mobile Mechanic, Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, this isn't working. Shit. Kenny probably has his complaint printed off and framed uh, next to the Defender video game which he claims he hates that game. I don't buy that at all. No way. I don't believe that for a second. (laughs) Adam says, call Z speed. No, I already called him once. That was great. Uh, Wanting to bring Kenny in on it to actually conference the call he he's he wouldn't have anything to do with that it was just a fantastic sequence one that i actually did not want to even go down that road and it just we stumbled upon it i didn't plan that but kenny got me wound up during the week on that that happened and then i i went down that road and then once that 
was opened up. Once that box was opened up. Um, it was fantastic. So concerning the delivery that came to my house yesterday, uh, I haven't yet said who sent this. Now, I know who sent it, but I can't. I just can't do it. Hang on. Um, if I get the information that I want from the post office, my own little bit of detective work on this, I'm going to post that confirmation, and I am hoping and praying because this will be more damning than the FOIA uh, information that our gang of uh, mystery sleuths who done it detectives in the rogue zaniacs will have this will be it will change everything and i am i'm just hoping and praying i can find out who actually sent that officially i mean i know but again i can't say until i have confirmation so i am trying and hoping because it's going to be sweet 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 justice Okay. Ah. Okay, now, moving on. Baseball last night had their um, second Field of Dreams game. This is the one that they have uh, at the same place that the film Field of Dreams was made. Kind of. I don't... What they did was the original field from the film still is there with that house. Kevin Costner, Ray Liotta, uh, that redhead chick with the sassy mouth, uh, James Earl Jones. Great movie. Loved it. 30 years ago. They built another baseball park just across the way. So also surrounded by corn, but it's not exactly the same field. Okay. All right. So then they have the baseball game there. And uh, in this one, it was the Cubs taking on the, um, who the hell is in this game? The Reds, old school franchises. And, uh, So then one of the things they did was they had, you know, how with the Cubs, with Harry Carey, uh, he would always sing, take me out to the ball game. They did a hologram of Harry Carey in the broadcast booth. And everyone is giving shit to this and saying it looked horrible, but I don't think it looked bad at all. Now, I can only guess that this is something that I don't know how these holograms work. Um, But as you can see, according to this is like on TV, is this, I'm not sure if this is something that you only see on TV or if you were to look back where the booth is, do you see what I'm seeing right here now, which is Harry Carey uh, looking quite lifelike. 
Because if we've gone this far so that if I'm sitting here, I could have a hologram next to me that looks as good as that, that's unbelievable. But I'm reasonably sure that uh, holograms work, that you can only see them on TV. But I, I guess I don't know. So they, uh, okay, audio, check, video, check. Let's check it out. Here we go. All right. Let me hear you. If this was, if they had Harry Carey right, they'd have like a Budweiser beer in his hand. Everybody's given this shit, but I think that, did you see that? That was fucking great. It's not one black guy there, except for that guy we saw in the field. It's Iowa. For it's one, two. Okay, this is what tells me this is fake. I mean, that you can only see it on TV. Obviously fake. You can't see it on uh, in, in real life. Is None of these people are looking up at the broadcast booth. Because... If this was, if it looked great, or if you could see it on, um, in, in person, as well as on TV, they'd all be looking at that, right? Can you imagine if like, he's like, ah, you motherfuckers, I hate black people. I don't think he was racist. I don't I don't know why that even crossed my lips. I don't know why I do the things that I do. Uh all right. Uh so that uh that was cool. You know? Uh let's see. Forty five hundred dollars a seat for that game. Well that explains all the white people. What is his deal? Is he drunk? Yes, he always was drunk. That's the way he sounded normally. Uh, concerning uh, the Eric Largo Zaniac subpoena from Kyler. Kyler, you're funny. Can't you look up the tracking number online? I did that. I did do that. Um, and I have that it's originated. It was dropped off at the post office in Jenison, Michigan, which doesn't mean anything because the person that I suspect who did it doesn't live anywhere near the Jenison post office, but, um, that doesn't mean anything could have been traveling, whatever. Arena Nick says, I would have bought a dummy grenade and put it in the package. Then call the cops. They will figure out where it came from real quick. No, I things are complex enough as it is. Security cameras. 
Yeah, I don't know if I can just march into the post office and say, yeah, let me see your security cameras. I guess it's possible if this is a police investigation. Maybe. Maybe that's ultimately what this will wind up being. I'm not sure. Hell, I don't even know if... I don't know how much of a threat this is if I can't prove... If the head is off, which I am sure the person broke the head off and then mailed it all, but they could very easily just say, I didn't break the head off. I just mailed it. Creepy, yes. I don't know if it's criminal. But part of the reason why I pointed it out is because to show you how insane these people are. They are absolutely uh, consumed by me and uh, unbelievably fixated on me. And they love it. They love to have all of this mayhem. This is what they crave. This is why they're stalkers. This is what I've been telling you since the beginning. All right. More on the baseball game. Because... In all honesty, no one gave a shit about the game between these two teams. They both suck. All right. By the way, I never did mention the uh, Tigers fired Al Avila. That doesn't matter. Um, Ray Liotta, of course, played Shoeless Joe in the film Field of Dreams. He died not long ago. Audio, check. Video, check. Just across the way in the middle of that corn. And what a scene, what a setting where baseball should be played. And of course, that movie, Ray Liotta, a huge part of it. He sadly passed away. The- Kevin Burkhardt, he's got these uh, ribbons around his arms. I don't know why he's doing that. I think he's trying to make it look like he's from the era that those players in the film played, I guess. I guess that was the style, maybe. I don't know the age of 67 this past May, but he became a household name with his role as Shoeless Joe Jackson in, of course, Fuel the Dreams. His co-star, Kevin Costner, and he took time to reflect on a magical moment in time that they spent together. Field of Dreams is about belief. I love Costner's voice. And those rare moments when magic becomes real. And it doesn't work unless Shoeless Joe is worth the wait. Unless he's special. Leota, handsome devil. Without a doubt, man. That is a handsome dude. He He's still handsome now. And he's been like in a casket for extended time. And Ray Leota was special. Man, I just love this game. I don't play for food money. It was a game. The sounds, the smells... When Ray died back in May, I reminisced about how our batting practice moment together was not a stunt. It was real. And it happened as you saw it. So that comebacker, I guess, was uh, not planned. And for them to remain in character, that's fucking sweet. I love seeing that shit. And it happened as you saw it. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, you can hit the curveball. I said that God gave us that stunt that night, and now God has Ray. And though he may be gone, that's the beauty of a game like baseball and a movie like Field of Dreams. He gets to live forever. Look at him. Look at him. Yeah, Jesus. You know how much tail you can pull with that type of smirk on your face? All I picture is Goodfellas. Karen! Karen! That's all we had, Karen! ...in our hearts whenever he steps out of that cornfield. He's become eternal. Long live Shoeless Joe. I think I'm a little gay. And long live Ray. There are certain men I just love. Help show us that when dreams come from the heart, they really can come true. Look at him. Look at him. Aww. Oh, man. Um, might be the last time they play this fucking game there. There's a uh, story that was accompanying this, that there's going to be a renovation of the field site. And, uh, Frank Thomas, former major leaguer is, uh, is behind it. An $80 million expansion to the thing. And, uh, I don't know. They're, they're going to put up a hotel and they're, uh, what? They're, 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 they're wrecking the whole thing. You know, of course, money. That's how it's going to be, I guess. Um, so that's it. Again, nobody cares about the game. It was two loser teams. So whatever. Um, all right. Kenny says Tommy Lee Ray Liotta. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of penis being talked about on the show, and and gay sex. Maureen says Costner and Liotta both hot. Chris says his dreamy eyes. Somebody having a birthday? Am I hearing this right? Megan is celebrating a birthday. Is that is that what's happening here? Okay. Now I now I get it. Megan is celebrating a birthday, my goodness. Happy birthday, Megan. Fantastic. <clears throat> okay. So we've got men that I'm hot for. Uh not included in that is Marshawn Lynch. More on this. Um, Marshawn, good God, this guy was so shit-faced. I cannot get over this muggy. Look at that mug shot. God, is that awesome. And this is the second time he's gotten popped. Uh, this story should be getting more traction, but as usual, nobody takes drunk driving seriously. Until uh, the drunk driver slaughters innocents. That's how it always is. You know, everybody's like, oh, yeah, whatever. Marshawn got a Dewey. No big deal. No, it's a huge deal. It's an absolute huge deal. This piece of shit. I've never liked this guy. Absolute beast of a football player, but I, I'm just an asshole. 
the the fact that um he was driving for a significant time with a destroyed tire and then the tire he drove like that for so long the tire came off of the rim the other tire in the back on the driver's side was also flat and now the police body camera video uh, video still shots are coming out as they removed his fucking ass from the car. They found him passed out behind the wheel. Look at his pants are virtually down for God's sake. I've never understood why people do that. Uh, Here he is getting dragged out. Almost looks like he's laughing there. Here he is face down. Uh, here he is pa- asleep in the vehicle. The front left tire missing. This one, he's looking at the cop. And then the details surrounding it are absolutely staggering. Uh, he was telling the police he stole the car. When officers asked him to step out of the vehicle, Lynch refused to comply leading them to forcibly remove him from the car. The car is not on. The car is not going. Lynch is heard saying to an officer. Right now, if you don't get out of the vehicle, you're going to be charged with obstructing an investigation, the cop tells him. That is a criminal offense, and you will go to jail. Lynch asks for further explanation, which is not given before officers pull him out of the car, which Lynch reportedly told the cops he stole. He was arrested at 7.30 a.m. Tuesday morning. Officers said he was asleep behind the wheel with the vehicle in an undrivable condition. A tire was missing from the front left. Back passenger also flat. What a fucking idiot. He's facing charges of DUI, failure, or refusal to surrender proof of insurance driving an unregistered vehicle and failure to drive in a travel lane. Boy, that picture, that is, uh, that's, that's not a lot different than Kyler on a typical Friday or Saturday night. Thank God he's got Tracy to drive him home. Jesus. Uh, Chris in Minnesota reported on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast yesterday that the last time he got shit faced, he drank 20 pounders. 20 16-ounce beers, that resulted in nearly, well, about 50 ounces short of three gallons of beer, which he used to wash down a half bottle of Goldschlager, which I don't even know what that is, but it's uh, it's funny to say. It's it's a fun word to say. I, I, I drank half a bottle of Goldschlager. Um, all right. That is, uh, that's a lot of booze. That is a lot of booze. Kyler says low numbers. I worry about you. I do, you know, and you seem to be knowledgeable about health. So I'm a little concerned about your willingness to pour, uh, pour copious amounts of booze into your system. Kenny says, how do you know what that is? You're talking about the Goldschlager? Well, I've heard of it. Uh, All right. Wendy's employee 
sucker punches customer in Prescott Valley, Arizona. Trigger warning. You're going to see an old man get punched in the head. Audio. Check. Video. Check. Let us begin. In a new surveillance video from a Wendy's in Prescott. The uh, crackling you hear is the TV station, not me. Valley catching the moment an employee walked up to a customer and sucker punched him in the head. Yeah, this customer had to be airlifted to a Valley hospital and at last check was in critical condition. Holly is live in Prescott Valley with how this all unfolded. Holly. Oh my God, well, look yeah, at Holly. Investigators say that it started as an argument. Hi, Holly. Between the employee and the customer here at this Wendy's. Unfortunately, the surveillance video does not have any audio, so we don't know if what was said right before the punch, but we do want to warn you that this video is hard to watch. Wendy's surveillance video shows the moment things turned violent inside the store on July 26th. Prescott police say a customer was complaining about his- Okay, so if you're listening to the audio podcast, the old man, you can tell, is bitching. He's pointing and being a total asshole. And this, uh, the guy's got his drinks and the old man's being a dick. No doubt. And the dude behind the counter is like, ah, oh, this motherfucker. His food order. Seconds later, the Wendy's employee, identified as Antoine Kendrick, comes out from behind the counter Uh-oh. and punches the man oh. in the head. Okay. From behind the counter and punches the man in the head, knocking him on his food order. Seconds later, the Wendy's employee, identified as Antoine Kendrick, comes out from behind the counter. Okay. Poor old guy. He's curled up like a question mark. He's got the stupid hat. He's got the full-on old man gear. Now, look at this guy. He's winding up. He's winding up. The old man does not see it coming. And uh, down he goes. Oh, God. Look at that. Punches the man oh. in the head, knocking him unconscious. Oh, wow. That's That was a pretty hard hit. That was a Mike Tyson hit. The man... <laughs> That dude's like, that's my son. Falls to the ground as Kendrick grabs his belongings and walks out. Police say the customer was a... I don't like how none of these people in the background... The man uh, um, him man in the head. If you notice, him un- as, as Kendrick hits the old man... Comes out from behind... None of these people, dude in flip-flops... No, Why isn't anyone jumping on this guy and stopping this motherfucker? the counter and punches the man in the head knocking him unconscious oh wow that's that was a pretty hard hit that was a mike tyson hit the man falls to the ground as kendrick grabs his belongings and walks out police say the customer was a 67 year old man from dewey just nine miles down the road kendrick was arrested and has been booked on an aggravated assault charge the customer didn't touch him so he had no right to touch the customer period i showed the video to it's always so stupid when they uh Interview people in the drive-thru line. What do you think they're going to say? I would like to, you to get somebody who's like, oh, man, I know Antoine. He, I'll tell you what, he's a good guy. That old man probably deserved it. To a few customers. Oh, wow. That's terrible. Each person told me they've had a good experience at this Wendy's and were surprised. Yeah, it's been good. I, I mean, I haven't gotten punched directly in the face when I'm not looking, so I, I, I'm shocked.
that this happened. About this violent act. I've been living up here for 20 years and uh, never had anything like that okay. here. I went inside the store to ask employees what they heard and saw before violence unfolded. They said they are not able to comment. And for those from the area, they say they're disappointed. An employee probably should, you know, um, hold back their frustration. I don't know about that. I think we need to find out what the old man was saying. The Antoine Kendrick may have been in the right. Well, I mean, we don't know. Um, kind of take the higher road. I just think that's horrible, and I wish it hadn't happened. Um, you know, it puts a bad light on our entire society. I'm edgy the way things are going. That's a shame. Feel for the guy that got hit. That's not right. I mean, what if the old man called him a filthy N-word or something like that? And we also reached out to Wendy's corporate for a comment earlier today. At this point, we have still not heard back. Once we do learn some more information about the man that was injured, we will make sure to update you. Live in Prescott Valley tonight, Holly Bach for Arizona's family. Holly. God. Let's just uh, uh, absorb Holly here. Oh, my God. What an absolute stone-cold stunner. Wouldn't it be something if there was actually really, really ugly people on the news? I guess it does happen. It depends on the size of the market. Um, I have the phone number of the restaurant. So, of course, we need to put a phone call. Guarantee it was building up for weeks, if not longer, from dealing with customers. People treat fast food workers like garbage most of the time. Yes, I agree with you. Kyler, he got the number three knuckle Sammy with a side of brain damage. Five, three, one, six. I need to work that in into the phone call. I need a, uh, the guy who got the number the number three knuckle Sammy with a side of brain damage. How can you not pick it up? How can you not what? I mean seriously, it's only nine oh three there. I think. Come on, guys. That's way disappointing. I was expecting. I wanted to drop the number three knuckle Sammy with a side of brain damage. Valley Wendy's. This is Chris. Hey, Chris, I'm calling about the guy who ordered the number three knuckle Sammy with the side of brain damage. I'm not allowed to disclose any information. About what? That. Can you believe that? I personally can't, but I'm not allowed to make any comments. So I feel so bad if I feel so bad for anybody who saw that. Well, we thank you for your condolences. Yeah. Is Antoine around? Is he still hanging out? I I can't say that, but I will let you believe your best imagination. Yeah, what a jerk. I mean, I but I can only imagine that the guy, the customer must have said something really hardcore. He must have went all gangster on him. Again, I'm not allowed to comment. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Well, dude, you're awesome, and I'm sorry you had to witness that, okay? Well, thank you. We thank you for the condolences, sir. It means a lot. All right, buddy. All right. Talk to you. See ya. The fact that saying the guy who ordered the, the number three knuckle Sammy with a side of brain damage 
And then he goes, he knew, he knew exactly Oh, fuck. Jesus, that was worth it. The juice was worth the squeeze. Terry says, condolences. Is he dead? I I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> you should have asked for a frozen brain cell frosty. Fucking A. You're funny. You are talented. That's some sweet lines there, Kyler. You deserve full credit for the success of this phone call. I would not have opened up. With I'm calling about the guy who ordered a number three knuckle Sammy with a side of brain damage. You asshole. Well done. Congrats. That is twice this week I have laughed. I laughed. Kenny made me laugh about something. I forget what it was. And then he pissed me off, so that's why I forgot. And then Kyler made me laugh. All right. Pause in the action on Not the Best of the Eric Zancho podcast. Uh, I am making this show on Sunday, the 25th of June. I just closed my move ring for the second day in a row from just walking. And my knee hurts like fuck. I'm icing it now as we speak. I may become like a professional walker. My God, I'm probably going to talk about this on the uh, show on the 26th. So this will all be weird. Anyway, I shouldn't have done that. Okay, pause in the action on Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. First off, follow me, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page, at Eric Zane Show on Twitter. Follow my YouTube channel, just search Eric Zane Show. If you want to see the show live as it happens in its entirety, you have to go to Twitch and follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live, or download the Twitch app. And search Eric Zane live, all one word. You know, a lot of people get the show that way, as opposed to listening to uh, their favorite morning show, talk for five minutes and play 12 minutes of commercials. Do that. Go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live, hit the follow button. You will then know when I go live and you can even subscribe and uh, get the show minus those dreaded Twitch video commercials. All right. Thank you to my great local sponsors like the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Oh, my God. In fact, yeah, local sponsor, but you can get a mortgage from Mario no matter where you are in the United States. Call them, 231-332-6505. Drop your old pal EZ's name and see what Mario can do for you. Okay, I'm not saying uh, uh, hire Mario sight unseen. Just pick his brain and, of course, uh, do your diligence, do your homework with uh, other folks who do mortgages, and I'm confident Mario will win your business when it comes to a mortgage, whether it's your first mortgage or your 10th mortgage or a refi for your home. He's awesome. NMLS number 3035, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage at 231-332-6505. Okay, once you get the house... um. You might want to gut it or put new flooring in. If you're in West Michigan, the place to go is the Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Run by friend of the show, Kent. Drop the E out of you. Now, he's not the owner. Dude named Darwin runs the show there. But anyway, 
they buy flooring by the truck full. All different types of flooring. Ceramic, hardwood, laminate, vinyl plank, uh, those those squares, you know? Uh, maybe even carpeting. Whatever, whatever carpeting you could imagine, any different style of carpeting. Go there, give them the measurements of the room that you want and what you want, and then pick out what you want, and off you go. Now, it's already the lowest price of anybody in the entire state. When you mention my name, they take an additional 10% off. Tell your friends if they need flooring, they go to Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Okay, back to it. More of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Welcome to the Eric Zane Show Patreon bonus podcast. I'm all caught up on Better Call Saul. You're like, so what? We don't watch it. I don't know if any of you watch it. You know? No one's ever reached out to me and said, hey, man, that was a great episode of Better Call Saul. But the only correspondence I've had is with Kenny, who just the other day started watching Breaking Bad. He's that far behind. You realize that's 15 years of television. 15 years between uh, Breaking Bad and then Better Call Saul. Now, if you like Breaking Bad, one Kenneth, you should know that Breaking Bad is even better. Now, I don't know. That's, you know, kind of staggering that you even decided to watch this. Um but I am I am uh, pretty happy that you are. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, that that's the thing. Whenever I run into someone, one of the first things I say when meeting them is, "Have you ever watched Breaking Bad, or do you watch Better Call Saul?" Because all I want to do is talk with people about it. I just want to talk about the fantastic nature of the writing, the acting. Oh my God! Some of the greatest characters that have ever existed are on these shows. Let me just say that. Uh, Timothy Dalton, I think that's his name. Yeah, uh, no, no, that is not his name. Who plays Tony Dalton? My apologies. Tony Dalton. Uh, he plays the part on Better Call Saul of Lalo. Lalo Salamanca. And, oh my God. Wow. What a fucking character. Jesus. He was described as the uh, most upbeat and friendly of the characters in Better Call Saul. And he's a psychopath. I just love him. Yeah, I know for a lot of you, like, well, we don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I know, I know, but I'm just raving about this show because I want more of you to watch it so we can have a fucking conversation. And the last episode of Better Call Saul is tonight. Oh my God. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Oh, my God. Now, I know what some of you are saying. Like, for example, Madison is like, you got to watch Stranger Things. You're two seasons down. I'm like, eh. Yeah, I know. I just, I don't trust those shows. I've been burned in the past. 
And it, it's happened uh, more than I've been satisfied with shows. I watched the show Lost back in the day to the end. Bad move. Real bad move. Oh, my God. I watched The Sopranos all the way to the end. Bad move. At the time, the worst move. I gave up on the first, uh, on Dexter's first go around. And I'm glad I did because everybody was like, the ending was such a shit show. Let's not forget Game of Thrones. Oh, oh my God. Oh, shit. Awful. And then the latest troublesome show, Ozark. Uh, there's another great show on HBO I used to watch. It was uh, one season. It was just a, it had a fine, be, finite beginning and end called The Night Of. With, um, uh, fuck, don't even try to, I, uh, there's no way in hell I'm going to remember the name. John Turturro, I remember it, holy shit. John Turturro. Uh, HBO show called The Night Of. Awesome. And then it got to the last handful of episodes and ran out of gas. Sucked. Westworld. Fuck you. Breaking Bad. Killed it. Absolutely killed it. This hillbilly Vince Gilligan and his uh, co-creator Peter Peter Gould. Just absolutely brilliant. No letdown in that show whatsoever. And then Better Call Saul. Now this is the final season. I think this is the sixth season of Better Call Saul. Oh, my God. I just can't. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. I just don't know. I could watch those stupid shows that Kenny wants me to watch that suck. Uh, uh, Whatever. Star Wars bullshit. You know? Oh, there you go. Season one of True Detective was excellent. Oh, Stevie, God bless you. Please, you must go back. You must go back. I mean, let's be honest here, Stevie. You couldn't get past the first episode of Saul. That is not trying hard. That is shit. Okay? You got to get in. Again, this has been around for multiple seasons. This is a final season. They've been able to stick with it all the way to the end. No cancellation. It's a great show. You will be so impressed with these characters, Stevie. You must do this. For Lalo's sake alone. Lalo Salamanca. Oh, my God. You must do it. Kenny says, you're hey, <laughs> you realize my life has revolved around my children for like ever, right? LOL. Um, asshole, are you suggesting no one else here has kids? And, uh, and if, and if we do have kids, our lives don't revolve around our kids. Hey, everybody, guess what? (laughs) I'm a single dad. (laughs) Have pity on me. (laughs) Yeah. You don't have them all the time. Way to go. Part-time dad. What, a, well, what the fuck? 
Who's gonna get the high score on Frogger? You and your dad stuff. Hello. <laughs> well, that had to hurt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So, uh, you're, you're, you, what, what, why were you making that dumb excuse that you're super dad or something? Uh, that, that has kept you from doing what? It's not a dumb excuse, man. Well, I mean, you make it seem like you're something great when everyone does this. <laughs> My point was just, you know, like, I don't know if you really know how long I had my oldest two, just, just me and them a hundred percent of the time, man. Like I missed out on so much. And then Kelsey, like she came around and it was like starting over. So my whole life has revolved around cartoons for the longest time. So yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you, do you, or do you not have plenty of time? To watch your dumb Star Wars shows and play uh, 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 fucking Rampage. Well, the dumb Star Wars shows can be watched with children. Uh-huh. Fucking Breaking Bad cannot. I couldn't even start it when I tried to a year ago. I was like, holy shit, I yeah. gotta turn this off right now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, um, so <laughs> I wonder if you can carve out a little bit of time to get it done. Uh, I got my fingers crossed that you'll be able to pull that off because I think you're going to love this show. Well, yeah, you talked a lot about it, and uh, uh, other people have too, so I know I've missed out. Yeah. And I was, uh, you know, she wasn't with me, and I, I pulled okay. up Netflix, and I went, oh, shit, there it is. Yeah, let's go. No, wait a minute now. She's what, 17 years old now? Kelsey's 10. What the hell? <laughs> Megan suggests that's why we give kids devices and headphones. You can just, yeah, that's what you do. I like what she's suggesting. Well, no offense to anyone else, but that's not me. I'm not going to hear have some yeah. headphones and yeah. let me, let me ignore you while you ignore me. Right, right. Like, I know. see. Yep. So you're like, instead you're like, come on, honey, let's go out and uh, hit the tennis court. Uh, play some basketball, uh, you know, stuff like that. Well, honestly, dude, for real, here's the thing. When it was, when my oldest two were younger, I was a fucking mess. I was constantly depressed, stressed out. And I realized with Kelsey now that I did not spend enough quality time with Uh them and I regret it. And I'm just trying to not repeat those mistakes with her. Adam is Adam is suggesting that if you su- uh, subject your kids to Book of Boba Fett, that is child abuse. Yeah, well, fuck, is that the Balboa, Adam? Go fucking watch some more Rocky again. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, you want to watch uh, people get beat to bloody pulp with your kids? Hey, Enjoy. Kenny, you Nobody made me... Nobody else gives a shit about those movies anymore. Kenny, you made me laugh. And, uh, and that... <laughs> so, and I don't, like I said, I don't laugh on this show. You made me laugh. So now all you got to do is after I hang up with you is do something to annoy me uh, afterwards. No. no, now I just can't say another word for the rest of the day. You can absolutely say another word. Just don't tip off my stories, <laughs> bumble fuck. I am never going to do that again, man. Never. Fuck me. Mark my words, man. Never. Hey, there's some audience member who wrote, how dare he insult Rocky? 
And uh, that person's name is Teresa Billman. Have you heard of that person? Uh-huh. Yeah. I I admit I I do I do enjoy the Rocky movies. It's been a while, but I mean, um, obsessing over them the way that you say that Adam yeah. does. Sometimes I'm like, wow. <laughs> All right. I'm going to hang up on you because Terry Emo writes, I'd rather spend time with my kids than listen to this conversation. You know, now I want, now I'm pissed. Shut up, Terry, you skinny fuck. That, that's, that's not a shot at you. That's a shot at me. It's all good. I doubt it. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you. All right. Later. That's it. Megan says, Oh, change of tune. When St. Teresa gets involved. That's right. Uh-huh. See? First, he was dogging Rocky, and then he realizes she has the almighty vagina. Chelsea, hey, I'll tell you what. This is how it's going to be in like three weeks. Hey, Chelsea, uh, listen. <laughs> hey, look, uh, I know I'm supposed to be supervising you, but like uh, I'm about to go up to Michigan and get some nookie. So I, I left you some mac and cheese and... uh I put unlimited credits in Ms. Pac-Man and Donkey Kong. And so, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I, I, ow, oh, my back. So you just uh, take care of yourself. I'll be back in 48 hours with uh, <laughs> a lot less testosterone and semen in my body. <laughs> oh, hey, oh. Kelsey. Did I not say Kelsey? All right. Oh, I said Chelsea. It's Ch- the kid's name is Kelsey. He called Chelsea. Hello, O'Neill. Hello, buddy. Hello, handsome. Oh my God. All right. ADHD uh, fever running hot. I was um. So I'm wrapping up this free podcast earlier today, and I'm like, all right. I I have uh I've exhausted my stories. Uh, my creativity is waning. And so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to leave it right there. Cut it about 15, 20 minutes short. And then I sat right here and uh, I was exhausted. And I'm like, well, I'm going to do the Patreon late and I am going to go back to bed. And then um, I say, ah, I don't know about that. I have this. You, you ever do that? You have that battle in your brain. I'm not going to do anything for the rest of the day. I'm just going to go sleep and that's it. And then like the other half of you is like, you're like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, you should go take a nap, sleep for the rest of the day. That's what Kenny would do. No, I want to, I want to get some work done. Sleep, you asshole. So what did I do to wake up? I didn't think it was going to work either, but uh, I, I ate carbs, like a lot of them. I had two pieces of pizza, some breadsticks, and uh, uh, a chicken Parmesan patty. Oh, my God. And so then i like, well, now I'm dead. I'll be sound asleep in minutes. And I also had no stories ready to go for this show. None. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? This seems so daunting. This is where the podcast goes to die. It's over. Brewed a cup of coffee. And then the rest is history. Things started to happen. Started feeling better. I'm good now. 
Audio. Check. And hold on. Not yet. Not yet. Check on the video. T-Mobile for video. Business wants everyone check. to realize the current benefit. Oh, what the hell is going on here? That was an ad. Pretend that that didn't happen. This guy's amazing. He's got cerebral palsy. This guy is going to put Johnny Agar to shame. Our pal Johnny Agar. This dude, also from Grand Rapids, he has cerebral palsy. He's a power lifter. So as soon as we get by this boring ad, I I, I could have had this ready to go, but you're going to have to give me a break. A Grand Rapids powerlifter is inspiring others to give it their all. That is, he's overcome some pretty tough challenges on his journey. Here's 13 on your sides, Elena Holland. Giving less than everything. Every aspect of your life goes into it. Is not in the cards for Quentin Bunn. So I've been doing a lot of machine work and a lot of bench press, a lot of dumbbells, just kind of cranking it out, doing my thing. He's bench pressing weights he previously only dreamed about. To go from 30 pounds to 90, in a year's time is pretty cool. But fitness wasn't always a goal. That attitude comes from a lot of years of feeling like I was nobody. Three years ago, he was diagnosed with fatty liver disease. Back in the day, I used a lot of cannabis and alcohol and I vape nicotine. A, a typical deniac. I was really out of shape and I felt like my life just had no potential, like I could never go anywhere. He get- right now, Andrew's like, hey, what's wrong with that? Those are the three pillars to success in the world. Nicotine, cannabis, and alcohol. I see no problem with that. What's wrong with that? Gave his life a restart. Quentin started counting his macros, got into a gym, and started working with physical therapists at Mary Freebed. And so from the very beginning, my trainer trained me like a power lifter. Why? Because he had one goal. I'm in a wheelchair. I have cerebral palsy but I want to be like The Rock. Yeah. Rock is awesome. That Rock. I've never met him in person, but, you know, he seems like a really genuine person. And he, and he really- okay, so now this is huge. Now that he has said it out loud, okay, he said, I want to I wanna be like The Rock and I want to meet... The- if you ever want to meet somebody spectacular who you love, all you have to do is be in a wheelchair and say it publicly. And as soon as that happens... Someone is going to do that for you. I think this is actually a mistake on his part. He should have said, "I all I've ever wanted is a billion dollars. And we would have a good... He'd already be wealthy beyond his wildest dreams by now. Instead, all that's going to happen is he's going to meet The Rock. Really inspires people to give 100%. It wasn't an easy journey. The hardest part was getting, was getting sober. After a year of physical therapy... And that was actually the first time that I was in a walk... I give this guy... He was walking. I give this guy a lot of credit because, you know, let's be honest here. If anybody has a right to get fucked up beyond belief, I mean, if I have a son and uh, he's got this going on and uh, I was like, so son, uh, what do you want to do today? And he says, uh, I want to drink about 50 beers. I'm like, you got it. You want some, you want to smoke some pot too? Yep. All right. You got it. Whatever you need to feel comfortable. So I give this guy a lot of credit. And lifting. It felt like freedom. This past weekend, Quentin competed in his first powerlifting competition. His physical therapists were there cheering him on. Wow. Oh, my God. Look at these four. 
They, uh, it's a good thing uh, that uh, his dick doesn't work, or he would—he'd have had a boner. <laughs> he did awesome. I was impressed. I don't think I can bench press that much. He placed first in his division. Well, you know, I was the only disabled person that competed. Okay, but it's still an impressive accomplishment. Again, he's stronger than all Deniacs. It doesn't matter. Oh my gosh, he has exceeded my expectations. I want them to take away that anything is possible. Now he's on a mission to inspire anyone to make a positive change in their lives, no matter what obstacles they may face. I didn't want to be the disabled guy that did amazing things. I just want to be the guy that did amazing things, you know, and it started from me wanting to. All right, now this dude's a handsome devil. There's no question. I think there's a pretty high possibility that he might actually get some tail after this interview. Put any effort, and that's not something you can do if you're just disabled. And he's got, like, a good attitude, you know? Well, that's something you can do under any circumstance. Elena Holland, 13 on your side. Work on that lisp. He'll be perfect. Other than that, yeah, I love this guy. Who wouldn't love this guy? What a great story. You know? Jesus. Good on him. Sarah says he is adorable. Adam says, Adam Balboa says, where can I get a wheelchair? Uh, Diamond Dallas Page from the Resurrection of Jake the Snake documentary. Uh, talking about DDP yoga. Kenny just signed up for the DDP yoga. Yeah, uh, Stevie says, DDP, what is that? She probably thought it was... Uh, uh, a deluxe double penetration, and she was fired up to hear about that. And I, I mean, who could blame her? No, that's a Diamond Dallas Page DDP Yoga. It's good. It's really great. Uh, Paul, who I saw yesterday at uh, Paintball, said, "I'm just too damn lazy." Chris refers to dude as a future motivational speaker. He's going to be rich. Exactly. I'm telling you, um, with a little luck, you know, um, I'll get into a bad wreck today and, uh, my spinal cord will be severed from like right here down. So all I can do is like, you know, look at people blink and speak and that's it and breathe if I'm lucky. And then I'm going to be a billionaire because I'm just going to say, I can do anything I want. Uh, I may be a quadriplegic, but I am going to uh, win the Olympics as in swimming. I'm going to compete as a woman in the Olympics, and I am going to uh, win the gold medal. I can do anything that I want. Megan says, oh, my God, Eric, no. Adam says, it will be like your bobblehead. Oh, shit. Good point. Forgot about the bobblehead. Uh, Tarantula Farmer says, what did I walk into? Well, you know what? Uh, Sorry, you fucking gargantuan. Uh, We don't, like, go back in time and get one person caught up as to what's going on. How about you do uh, one of two things? Go back when this is done and watch it. Or two, shut up. All right. Uh, where was I? What was I going to say? Shit. Oh, the bobblehead. <clears throat> so I didn't, uh, I, am not going to reveal anything more than what, uh, I kind of dealt with, uh, to some degree in the free podcast. 
Um, but the reason why is because, and I actually asked, um, well, I'll just say it, the cop. I didn't ask. I, I brought it up. I said, hey, I'm going to avoid talking about this because I don't want you to feel like I am um, rubbing anyone's nose and shit while you're working. And he goes, okay, I appreciate that. And I said, but there is going to come a day when I'm going to be rubbing someone's nose and shit. He goes, that's fine. Uh, it's best though, if you wait like till this is done. And so that time is going to come. So that's good. And then you'll be able to hear the rest of the story as to what is going on. But, um, so yeah, I did want to bring it up in case you missed it on the free podcast. Uh, bring it up on here too as well. Okay. Moving on. Uh, I didn't know how to feel about this story at first, but now I have formulated a, um, a thought and I am, I think ruling justly and I'll explain what this is all about. In uh, Norway, a real uh, touristy part of that nation is this uh, coastal region where, um, locals and tourists, uh, dock their boats, shit like that. And, um, well, a, uh, a, a walrus named Freya will, uh, saunter over, either swim over or jump on the dock and, and then walk onto people's boats. And, uh, some of the boats aren't really ready for 1300 pounds of walrus to be, uh, on the side of it. Now, you know, uh, former audience members who have since left Marcy, um, would find that to be offensive, but you know, that's just one person. No big deal. This 1300 pound walrus has actually been a tourist attraction and people love the walrus. So the walrus would go on someone's boat and because of the weight actually would sink the boat. And so everybody's like going, ah, ha, 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 Freya got another one. There goes another boat, you know, 20 foot boat and it's gone. Um, and then, um, people were getting so falling in love with Freya so much that they would like take pictures and get closer and closer. And, uh, uh, well, you know, this is a, this is a big beast and, you know, similar to what I did when I was, uh, in Montana, you're, you're not supposed to get close to the wildlife. It is the same, uh, thing there as it is, as it is here. Uh, well, everybody was getting, uh, uh, so close to it that they were fearful for the public. So, well, they killed the walrus. Uh, the authorities went ahead and euthanized the beast because of the risk to humans. Now, uh, I want to show you a picture and, uh, because that, that, that sounds terrible to me because the walrus, I mean, it's kind of a dopey, silly looking thing, but it is causing a vast amount of damage. So, I mean, take a look at this picture here. How would you like to be the guy who owned this boat? Look at this. Now, as you can see, this is all walrus shit smeared all over this boat. How'd you like to be this guy? 
you work hard, you get a boat. It's not the biggest thing in the world. You cover it up to keep the sun off it or whatever when you're not using it. And then this fucking asshole walrus is sunning on your boat and shits, smears his shit all over the fucking boat. So if I own that boat, if someone doesn't go and shoot that fucker in the head, I'm going to go get a big-ass ice pick and bury it right in the top of this fucker's skull if that's my my boat. So that walrus can suck my dick, in my opinion, because these people are working hard to have a fucking boat. Eat shit, walrus. Look at this asshole. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's real cute, dick. Fuck this walrus and let and let it be known, let all the other walruses know that this is bullshit. You cannot have this happen. Look at him. Here's a video of this dick. All right, that's a movie preview. You can't watch it right this second. I want to see this movie, by the way. I don't know what it is. Beast, that's it. Only it looks stupid. Okay, so there you go. Free of the walrus sinking boats. Free of the walrus sinking boats and winning hearts. How? How could it how could these assholes in Norway find this to be a good thing? Look at. She's like, oh boy, this looks great. I think I want to get up here. I wonder if they're going to actually show the uh, walrus sinking the boat. It won't show that, will they? I don't think we're going to see the walrus getting killed. That would be awful. Oh, my God. Look at this. Cute, yes, but no. No. Nothing that can be done. Okay. Put yourself in the shoes of the boat owners here. Before you go judging, how would you feel if you finally get enough money to have a boat and this asshole is destroying your shit? Kenny writes, okay, hear me out. What if it was a dog? It's not. Why are we playing the what if game? Why do you do shit like that? It's a fucking walrus. It's wild and it's destroying everyone's boat. If it was a dog, you just hit it and it runs away. A walrus is not going to do that. <laughs> My God. Chris says, I was just typing. It's time to shoot that thing in the face. I hesitated before hitting send. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, if there's a gigantic pink teddy bear that is sitting on my wife's car and taking a shit on it, I'm going to shoot it in the face. Okay? Chris says, hang its head on a pole as a warning to all the other walruses. Yes, like Game of Thrones. That is sad. Wouldn't get away with that in America. Wouldn't get away with what? Shooting the walrus? Are you kidding me? We shoot black guys every day, you idiot. Wouldn't get away with that in America. Are you, we're the, we, we would be most likely to do that. Jeez. 
Megan horribly writes, boats are dumb. Keep the animals. The walrus has the right to the water. Yeah, but not the right to the boats. Boats can go elsewhere. Buy boats. No, shut up. That's ridiculous. No, no, no. Absolute bullshit. I don't care. Sorry. That's the end of the walrus. No more walrus for Kevin. All right. Uh, Moving on. Football player Deshaun Watson. He uh, took the field in Jacksonville for the Jaguars in the preseason game. It's looking more and more like he's going to face some time away from the game. Now, I thought that this was something else. Um, Watson was interviewed by this chick, Aditi Kinkabwala, and I did not expect to hear what he had to say. Audio, check. Video, check. Roll it. Okay, Deshaun, as you get ready to get on the bus, let's just start with this one. It's been 19 months since you played a game of competitive football. How are you feeling about that? I'm super excited. I'm excited to get out there with my new teammates and go out there and compete. Um, Each and every snap, I want to make sure I cherish that because I'm not sure when the next time I'll be able to get out there with those guys. So um, I'm I'm super excited. I like how he says excited. As you say that, your eligibility is still in question. And although this appeal is ongoing, I have to ask you, the initial ruling from Judge Sue Robinson made a very specific point of saying that your lack of remorse played into her decision-making. It's been a part of the narrative surrounding you. What is your response to that? Look, I want to say that I'm truly sorry to all the women that I've impacted in this situation. Um, My decisions that I made in my life that put me in this position, um, you know, I I would definitely like to have back. But I want to... Okay, well, isn't that like admitting that you banged your dick up against them or something like that? that? Isn't that exactly what people have been trying to say that he did? And for some reason, he's been able to skate on that. If you're, if you're, I mean, if you didn't do it, you'd, even if you did do it and you'd want to make sure you want to lie about it, commit to the lie at least, you know, you got to lie to our ears that I made in my life that, but he's saying that he did it right there. Put me in this position. Um, you know, I I would definitely like to have back, but I want to continue to move forward and grow and learn and, and show that, you know, I am a, a true person of, of character and I want to keep pushing for it. Grow and learn. We fully expect that there will be some time that you are away from the team. What does your growth on a personal level look like? How are you spending that time? Can you imagine if he said, well, I'm going to try not to bang my dick against massage therapists going forward. Uh, I know I have a lot of work to put in, um, especially on the field, to be able to make sure I'm ready to play uh, whenever that time comes, whenever I can step back on the field. But also, the biggest thing is I want to continue counseling, and I want to make sure that counseling. I'm I would love it if just for once someone like a Deshaun Watson were to say, well, uh, ma'am, as you know, I'm a pervert, and uh, I am going to make no attempt to not be a pervert anymore. I'm just going to try to be a pervert in the legal sense, though. Uh, I would be lying to you if I told you I have any intention of not getting my dick pulled by multiple women. 
Uh, but I'm going to try to do it in a way that um, is pleasurable for all going forward. So that's what I, that's all I have to say right now. As a person, as an individual, uh, for my decision making on and off the field. And I want to make sure that, you know, I'm just evolving in the community as much as possible. And that's for the Cleveland. Evolving in the community. Yeah, I'm sure people are going to want you around. Community. That's the NFL community and beyond. Okay. We appreciate the time, Deshaun. Thank you. She, she's like, it's like she's speaking at a funeral. Look at her. Oh, my God. It's fucking awkward. Okay, so you got that. Uh, but then in the game, the fans uh, in, uh, what do you call it? Jacksonville started chanting, you sick fuck. You sick fuck. And I actually have uh, a clip of that. Here you go. Okay, now, one of the people who commented on it um, wrote something like, man, this is fucking horrible. If I'm there with my kids, somebody's going to get a broken orbital bone. And I, I can't blame them. This is another reason why you don't take uh, young people to NFL games because of this shit. I can just imagine being there and hearing a bunch of idiots yelling, you sick fuck. And you've got like an eight-year-old kid there, you know? Jesus. it's. Uh, I mean, not everybody is like Kenny who watches Breaking Bad with a 10-year-old girl and then acts like he doesn't really do that. I mean, that's 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 only a, that's a rare thing. But uh, if someone's yelling, you sick fuck, you sick fuck, over and over again, Jesus Christ. Grow and learn to not sexually assault women. Hmm. Somebody give him the Chomo's water. Here, chug this and do us all a favor. Uh, Megan says, just to be clear, I don't think that we should shoot innocent people. Uh, That is going back to the dead walrus story. Yeah, at the end of the day, Megan, it all works out. These people get their boats back. The boats stop being destroyed. And uh, the walrus is gone. No more. We don't have shit on people's boats anymore. It all worked out. True, someone had to kill a walrus to do it. That sounds like a terrible job. I mean, and I doubt that the walrus would let them get close and just let them uh, 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 inject them with the same stuff you used to put a puppy dog down. It probably was a Norwegian uh, ice pick to the head that had to do it, and that's horrible. All right, we are ripping through another episode of Not the Best of the Eric St. Joe podcast. I really appreciate you listening to it on the free platform. You see, I just like making sure that you've got something to listen to while I'm away so that I like work ahead and get it all done and schedule it. And hopefully somewhere in this show or all these shows, there will be something that makes you laugh. It's interesting because the shows I'm pulling from are like from a year ago, I think, roughly maybe a little bit longer. So it's weird hearing the news of the time and what I'm covering. You know, it's, uh, it's interesting. I think this might be before the great Zaniac exodus. I'm not positive on that. Uh, that's coming up on like a uh, one year mark. And that was a slow burn. It took a little bit of time for all those scumbags to leave, but uh, thank God they did. I mean, we honestly are so much better off now. I mean, it hurt at first, 
Uh, but hell, we are going like gangbusters. I mean, and it's because of you. So thank you. And now we don't have to deal uh, with all those uh, uneducated, white trash, bigoted morons jamming up the uh, the chat when we're doing the show live. I mean, that was just god awful. Ugh. All right. Uh, where was I? Sarah Honda Granville. Buy a car from Sarah Honda Granville, the number one Honda volume dealer in the entire state of Michigan. I've been buying cars there since 2007. Uh, I've owned one, two, three. Okay, three Accords, a Civic, two Honda Odysseys. And the only reason why I don't have them all is because I'd trade them in to them. But just great cars. Still got the Civic. It's a hybrid. Still got the first Accord. And, uh, of course, with the Diana's, the Queen of the Forest Accord. Go there and check for yourself the amazing selection of brand new vehicles at Sarah Honda Granville. I shouldn't say great selection because they're not like on-premises these days. What they do is you like you you test drive. This, the whole industry is like this. You test drive, and then in two weeks, your vehicle shows up. However, if you want to drive off on a car today in a certified pre-owned vehicle that's like a year or two old with low miles, like new, still under warranty, the largest selection of certified pre-owned vehicles is at Sarah Honda Granville on Kennewa, just north of 44th. Mention your old pal EZ, the managed IT service provider for the show, Blue Frost IT, oh my God, number one, with a bullet and for a reason. Just the idea of if you run a business and you've got your computers and your routers and your network and your printers and your monitors and your modems and all that other shit, and then it's old and you need to update. Do you just go to the store and buy? No. You sit down with Blue Frost IT for a 30-minute complimentary consultation. They're going to walk you through the process. They're going to quiz you about what your business does to figure out what you need the best tech to make your business hum. That recommendation is given to you. You buy. They set it up for you. You've got a business to run. You shouldn't be going out to Best Buy and talking to some jackass, okay? And setting up computers and uh, trying to uh, pick your way through an IT issue. Don't do that. Oh, my God. Things are getting more complex with IT these days. They're not getting easier. Reach out to Blue Frost IT at 616-285-50. That's 616-285-50. Mention your old pal EZ when you call. All right. Here we go. More of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Welcome to the Eric Zane Show podcast Patreon bonus. Here we go. Uh, Some of you... If you had your eye on your device, may have seen the picture that I sent out just now, well, 10 minutes ago, prior to this show going live. So that means if you're listening to the audio podcast, um, I don't know how you're going to be able to see this. You're going to have to go back on the video podcast and see, well, of course, some of you don't even have the video podcast. You're only like an audio person, which is cool. I get it, you know. But if I'm going to talk about the picture of free beer, 
cutting his wedding cake. Um, I mean, you're going to need to see it. And I can't, in order for me to put it in the show notes, I would have to post it somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, uh, on my website, whenever I have a story that I talk about on here, I'll, I'll put it on the website and then I'll link it up for you to check it out. Or, or I'll just link directly to, I can't like put the picture of free beer and the new Mrs. Free beer up anywhere and then link it. Cause then people will say, Hey, let's look at how fucked up free beer looks. You know, they'll, they'll, uh, you know what I mean? This is why you need to sign up for the Patreon bonus, uh, tier two. Tier one is great. It's all the audio. Rob writes, his lips look like a fried bologna sandwich. Okay, hang on. His lips look normal. Come on, you can't, you can't attack him about something that's not even true. It looks normal. He looks, he looks great. I don't think he looks, he looks fantastic. I don't know if he stopped the hair loss or what, but, uh, yeah, I, I have nothing bad to say about this. I don't know why the new Mrs. Free beer is wearing a jean vest over her, uh, her wedding gown. Look at the cute cake. You got the couple, the husband and wife are donuts. And then you got six little donut holes representing their children. I think it's adorable. <laughs> and she's a, she's a knockout. I mean, look at that long, long brunette hair. Super pretty. Greg has out kicked the coverage. I got nothing bad to say about this. With the exception of the jean vest, Kyler pointed out. He, he said, who the fuck wears a jean vest on their wedding day? I don't know. Maybe she's like a, like a little hillbilly-ish. Perhaps. The question, though, I think the bigger thing is, okay, that's a lot of stress. So, um, Greg having now... Um, his, his ex-wife and then of course his own kids and then her kids it's fine when they're little but you see when all these kids grow up and i think they're all boys to do all assholeish boy things that's going to be a lot of stress for our old pal greg who's going to be old i mean he had kids late in life i mean i think greg was like Fuck, 40 when he had his first kid? I was done having my kids at 31. Uh, Greg was older when he had his kids. And then there's the idea of, okay, when you get married on your second marriage, you got to have a kid together. And she is still young enough. I think she's probably 33, maybe. So she's got plenty of tread on those tires. So he's going to knock her the fuck up and uh, he will be 50 five zero when he becomes a dad. And I'm just going to say that they're going to have a kid. I'm just, in fact, she's probably pregnant now. Wouldn't surprise me at all if, uh, if she was. Um, 
Rob says she looks older than 35. I don't know. I mean, about that, I guess. You know? Um, how have you not mentioned the, the bow tie yet? He had a bow tie? I didn't even notice that. Oh, yeah, but he looks good. I, I, yeah, I have nothing negative to say about, the, uh, about that picture. That's a nice picture. I can't stand Greg. And, you know... To me, that wedding would have been perfect if after he cut that cake, she realized what she had done and she grabbed that knife and buried it in his jugular. But, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. But no, um, just the fact that we he has potential of being close to 70 when the child that I suspect that they will have is uh, approaching the end of high school. So we're talking 67, 68 years old when the kid's approaching the end of high school. Oh, and then what you got to hope for is you got to keep your fingers crossed. And they have a daughter. If they have a daughter, you see these two have not experienced daughters yet. She's got all boys. He's got all boys. Man, it's a, it's a different ball game. It's just a different ball game. You don't, it's, even if you are a female, you don't know what it's like raising a little version of you. My life, I became so wealthy, not money, wealthy with all of the things that the world has to offer in terms of shared experiences and, and nuanced uh, 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 twists and turns in the road of life. I know that sounds all very uh, flowery in the words I'm saying, but it's true. You, you got to experience it, and there's good and bad. I mean, if you have a daughter, expect you're going to call the cops on her at one point in your life. I've done that. Yeah, operator, I, 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 I have a problem. What is it? My daughter is raging. I can't control her. That happened. Rob says she'll bury it in his jugular when he chooses to go do a broadcast, a basketball game in the middle of a January snowstorm. I, can you imagine if I was able to get Mrs. the first Mrs. Freebeer on this show? Oh, that would make me so happy. I could do a symposium if I had the first Mrs. Freebeer and if I had the ex-Mrs. Hot Wings. Uh, on here, along with uh, the first Mrs. Joe. Oh. The downloads, I can just see the numbers just going higher, 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 spiking into hundreds of thousands. Be incredible. Okay, I have uh, some other show and tell that I'd like to share with you. I stumbled upon this one. Uh, this is uh, your old pal, Eric Zane. I don't know what year. I, I'm guessing this is... Let's see here. This was a uh, church portrait for the church directory, the picture that you're seeing here. 
I will be able to link this up in the show notes. So if you're listening to the audio podcast, I don't know if I can help you with the free bear picture, but this one I can help you with. Diana uh, Madison indicated to me that Diana looks younger now than she does in that picture. I'm guessing, and she's right. Madison's right. I'm guessing that, um, God, the short hair. I, 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 I can tell you right now that I don't know. I think because I've lived with her when her hair is long and, and I prefer long hair. This is this like a Karen haircut? Could this be considered a Karen that you see there? She had not yet had her boob implants. So you can see how slight her upper body is. Um, okay. And I'm guessing the year is 2005, 2006, maybe. Look at how um, I'm like, my legs are open and she is, it's like I'm BFing her. You can see that. And then Madison, who has a look on her face like, I'm going to kill you all. And she has bangs. Madison says to me yesterday, she goes, why did you make, why did you cut my hair like that? I was like, I don't know, man. We just, no big deal. Jackie, uh, thank God Dean isn't here uh, to see these photos of my kids because he'd probably be telling us about how he's masturbating right now. Uh, Jacqueline there, she looks kind of possessed. And Jim, this looks to be only like, one year uh, shy of Jim becoming a father. I might be off on that number. Okay. So there you go. That's your show and tell from the Eric Zane Show podcast household today. Uh, if she had that haircut today equals Karen, then maybe not. Uh, Kenny wants me to call somebody. You want me to call Greg? What are you, crazy? Hot Wings looked miserable all the time the first time in the video stream after his first kid. Maddie looks like she just had the cops called on her. Dean would have finished him. Dean would have finished by now. Yeah, Dean is gross. Dean is a gross fuck. Call the exes. No, I don't don't know their numbers. I wouldn't do that. Dinah would kill me. Okay, um, I'm getting reviews on Saul. I haven't seen it. Uh, there was one video with, it looked to be some type of spoiler that was written there, but I've already kind of forgotten what it was. I, I quickly clicked away from it. I did see that like reviews of Better Call Saul are that it, it wrapped up in a stellar fashion in a great way. So I'm excited. So I had two bits of information that... Um, that trickled in, and I'm trying to avoid any type of spoiler on this. So I wish I could watch it with with um, the, the two ladies who reached out to me. Because I don't know anyone who watches this show um, it's outside of Deb and Laura. And I wish I could have watched it with someone who's into the show. Um, Diana's not into it and has never watched an episode of Breaking Bad. It's like, how? How is this? What What are you doing God, 
I think I'm, uh, in fact, I started watching El Camino again last night. I'm going to watch the rest of that. And then I'm going to go back and watch the rest of Breaking Bad uh, all over again. Watch the whole thing and then start all over on Saul. That'll, that'll keep me going for another 10 years. God, um, keep your eye on this guy, Vince Gilligan. That is the writer, director, and Peter Gould. These are the two people who put this show together. Uh, and now after 15 years of expertly written and directed television. Uh, they're, they're off to do whatever, and God knows what. And you know, in this final season of Better Call Saul, Bob Odenkirk almost died. He had a serious heart attack. Did survive, thank God. I was watching an episode of uh, Talking Saul, which is the uh, AMC show where Chris Hardwick, after the show ends, he has people from the show... And they, they talk about it. They talk about the episode. And in, not after yesterday's episode, but the one prior to this, they had Bob Odenkirk, Vince Gilligan, Peter Gould, and uh, uh, what's what's the chick's name? Ray, uh, the chick who plays uh, 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 Kim Wexler, Raya Seahorn. Why am I s- scrambling to find the name? None of you dumbasses watch the show. Odenkirk said something I couldn't believe. He was talking about um, in the his character, Saul Goodman, or in this case, Gene Takovic, is on the phone with uh, Kim Wexler. They hadn't spoken in six years. Odenkirk is talking about it in Talking Saul, and he says, well, you know, in that scene, I hadn't talked to uh, the character Kim Wexler in, what, a year and a half? And then uh, Vince Gilligan says, no, no, it was six years. You even said six years. And Odenkirk goes, I don't know. I don't even watch this show. It's like, what the fuck? The guy who makes the show doesn't even watch the show. And I, I, I can kind of see that because, like, when I do this show, it, it, very rare. I've talked about this, this before. I don't ever go back and listen to it. Like, yesterday I listened to, if I do listen to anything, I used to listen to the first handful of minutes. Because the most important thing that I need to have happen is when I start the show, don't fuck around. Um, try not to dilly-dally with the comments. or and, and it pissed me off because on yesterday's show, I started the fucking show. And the first thing I did was started screwing around with the camera. So that pissed me off. I was like, son of a bitch, get to it. What the fuck is wrong with you? So that's about it. But Odenkirk does not even watch his own show. I said, like, Jesus, that is crazy to me. But I guess it kind of makes it makes sense. You know, you wouldn't like I don't ride around saying, oh, man, I really want to hear what I said today. You know, um, Odenkirk is like, I, yeah, I, I find that to be re- remarkable, but in, in kind of a way that is cool. You know, what does he care? He's moving on to the next thing. By the way, you got to see him in a film called Nobody. It is a dark, violent dramedy. Excellent film. Okay. Update on the shooting of the football coach. Football coach in Texas gets shot by the brother of former NFL player Akib Tlaib. So that was part of what we talked about yesterday. This guy uh, uh, did that, and then he he vanished. They couldn't find him. 
Well, he turned himself in. Well, it turns out that Aqib Talib, who is also, or at least was, a uh, color commentator in the NFL. Aqib was there. Like, you see him. I'm going to show you the video of this right now. You don't see a lot. It's not gross or anything like that. But what you got here is a bunch of black guys pissed off, and they're going after this coach. And Aqib Talib, not the shooter, and his brother, Jakob Talib, the shooter, are trying to beat the shit out of this coach. This coach uh, grabs the thing on the field that tells you what down it is. It's that uh, down marker that you put in the ground and it says one, two, three, or four on it. He is, uh, this mob of people is trying to beat up the coach. And he is swinging this thing at them. And then you see Akeem Tlaib. I'll point him out to you. And uh, there, and he's involved in it. And then Jakob Tlaib, he pulls out the fucking gun and shoots him in cold blood. It was fucking terrible. Holy shit. Okay. So, audio, check. Video, check. Here we go. That's Aqib Tlaib right there. The guy wearing the hat is Aqib Tlaib, the NFL broadcaster, former player, not the shooter. This guy's not the shooter either. Okay, now the fight's broke out. White guy, or a guy in the white t-shirt with the white hat, that's the coach. He's holding on to the down and distance marker. This is Akeeb right here. Fat bitch, we don't care about her. Akeeb, don't yet see the gunman. Okay. This is not the angle I wanted to show you. This is the angle I wanted to show you. Oh, shit. I'm fucking this up, man. Hang on. Who sent me this? Rob did. Rob referred to him as the black Kyle Rittenhouse. Okay. My dude got a stick. Okay, this, this black guy's narrating it, which I, I will say that when it comes to black people, their narrating of these violent videos is second to none. Now, this one gets off the rails because the guy dies. But up to that point, this guy's doing a great job. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. My dude got a stick. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh-oh. This is the shooter right here. Jakob Talib. Here's Akib Talib. My dude got a stick. Uh-oh. 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 Oh! There you go. Oh, shit. Jesus. Jesus. Okay, there's the gun in this guy's hand. Coach gets up. Fire one. Fire two. Fire three. 
Here's a Keeve right here in the foreground. A Keeve now uh, coach goes down. He's dead. A is running up to his brother to get him the fuck out of there. So that's horrible. Uh oh, my dude got a stick. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Oh shit! Oh shit! Jesus! Jesus! That's horrible. So, um, I did not know that a was there. And so that tells me that he's fucked because um, he was involved in the fracas and the fight. I don't, it didn't look to me like he was keeping the peace or anything. Man, that is, uh, that is just terrible. So the brother is busted. Akib now is kind of in the crosshairs. And this whole thing is screwed up. According to this, uh, on Monday, Jakob turned himself into authorities in Lancaster, Texas, where he was booked for murder. Akib's attorney says Akib was present when this unfortunate incident occurred. Is very distraught and devastated over this terrible loss of life. Uh, Akib has not been charged with any crimes, but you never know. Uh, I guess I'll have to look at the video. My God. What a shit show. All right, moving on. Metallica fans, James Hetfield has filed for divorce after 25 years. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. Uh, so approaching 60 years old, he is, and that's it. Twenty. What could possibly go wrong after that amount of time? I always like to think that people that are uh, have been married for that long that they're kind of in the clear you know what could to me the only thing that could have caused um this to go south would be if he had yet another relapse or uh he's cheating on her or she's cheating on him you know because once you're married for that long it's like you're Brooks was here institutionalized. You're like, ah, you know, I mean, I, oh, dude, I, I can't even begin to think what uh, life would be like for me had Diana and I not stuck together. And we almost didn't. Um, there was some really, really, really rough waters um, a number of years ago, like 15 years ago. That was so bad. And man, oh. I can't even begin to tell you how terrible, how awful life would have been had that we had not pulled that out uh, from this deep, deep nosedive. I mean, this thing was plummeting fast. And, oh, my God, if anything happened now, I mean, I, I, it, there's no way. There's just no way it could ever happen. I would say I have a better chance of drinking than I would of getting divorced or, or my wife leaving me or me leaving my wife. There, there is no way that could ever happen. Ever. Impossible. Hatfield may have thought the same thing. They're done. They married in 1997. He has credited her with saving his life through all of his battles with addiction. 
Hetfield was on Rogan's show uh, back in 2015. And he said she did the right thing. She kicked me right out of the house, and that scared the shit out of me. He was uh, strung out on whatever. Uh, Hey, you're not just going to the therapist and talking about this. You've got to go somewhere and sort this shit out. So that's what I did. I guess I don't know if he was, if that was, if he was kicked out because of drugs, but she kicked him out. Uh, and then he said in that podcast, what worked for me was seven weeks someplace, like basically tearing you down to bones, excuse me, ripping your life apart. Anything you thought about yourself or what it was, anything you thought you had, your family, your career, anything gone, strip you down to just you're born. Here's how you were when you were born. You were okay. You were a good person. Let's get back to that again. Then they slowly rebuild you. So the, what he describes in his own words there, that's him basically saying, uh, he's the worst person on the planet. Because if you go out of your way to talk about yourself having to be stripped down to when the day you were born, when you were a good person, his words, that means you were not a good person. You were a piece of shit and you're admitting to it. And then you've since then worked on it and you're better now. So that's good, right? You know, well, the idiot relapsed again in 2019. I, um, I kind of hate people who relapse. I am a, uh, I am not a, a very good, um, see when it comes to AA and NA two or three times I have gone down the road of trying to sponsor someone and I am the worst person to do this with because first of all, it so often doesn't work. And the person you're trying to help stabs you in the back and lies to you and lies to your ears. And then they're back on drugs or alcohol and then it's affected your life and your serenity and your own sobriety because you're dealing with this piece of shit who can't get his fucking act together. So I, I struggle with the point in all of this in um, helping those like that way. I've tried it and I keep fucking falling on my face because of whoever I, I do this with ends up... Um, basically lying and going back on drugs or alcohol. So I fucking hate this part of it. And I don't think I'm cut out for it. So I am never, ever, ever going to do that again because I've been burned more than twice doing that. But so, and part of the reason is because I have no fucking patience for someone who can't fucking get their shit together. I hate it. I hate it so much. So when I hear about some cock like James Hetfield uh, relapsing, uh, Steven Tyler does this shit every handful. These are people in their 60s and 70s. In this case, 50s. Fucking what the fuck is wrong with you? How the fuck? How? You know what you have to do. You have all of the tools in your toolbox, you asshole. You've come so far. What the fuck? You see a guy like him. Hetfield's fucked because he's a rock star. And he probably learned how to do drugs and alcohol while being a rock star. Oh, guess what? You're still a rock star. So 
odds are you're going to be exposed to this shit again and again and again, which is tough and dangerous. And if you can't get it right, you're going to have to get the fuck out or die. He relapsed in 2019, entering rehab again and forcing Metallica to postpone a tour of Australia. Didn't they kick Dave Mustaine out because he was drunk all the time? Dave Mustaine is like, hey, what? Hey, what about him? Uh, They have three kids. Jesus Christ. How can you get rid of somebody after 25 years? You've got to be kidding me. Also, in the world of, I guess, rock music, this band, Kiss, I think I've seen Kiss. I don't remember. It couldn't have been that great. I think I saw... No, maybe I didn't. No, I don't think I have seen Kiss. Uh, Gene Simmons is uh, out on the road on a tour that is being called The End of the Road farewell tour now they have been doing end of the road farewell tours for decades so that's a little embarrassing gene simmons and paul state hey hey gene everybody's gonna beat the all the boys walking down the street when a theme gonna beat their meat no gonna beat my meat oh First I drink, then I smoke. Pull. All right. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. Um, the uh, Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, the only two original members. No one knows who the other two are. No one gives a shit. Uh, Ace Fraley, no. Peter Chris, no. Those guys are like near the end of life. Peter Chris is like, I guess, just a shell of a human being. Ace is still fucked up. So they're like, ah, fuck you. All right. So that's it. Uh, in an interview with Let There Be Talk podcast, Gene Simmons said the tour might not end in New York and that Kiss will, quote, continue in other ways. Well, I don't know what that means. Uh, he says, so, you know, the usual farewell tour stuff, it's the end, but not really. The door is always open. So it's like, oh, wait, is he going to do, are they going to stay back out on the road? I mean, what the fuck? Uh, we don't know if it's going to end in New York. He said, I have good reasons why it should be, but the important thing is when it's the last show, it'll be the last show. Boy, I wonder. Um, Gene Simmons' net worth, it's got to be $250 million. $400 million. Um, what is his age? He's got to be in his 70s, right? Seventy-two years old. Four hundred million dollars. What? What? Why would you? You've experienced all of the highs. It's not going to get bigger. Your audience is slowly but surely dying. The crowds are going to get smaller and smaller. What? What mental disturbance do you have in your brain that is keeping you uh, out on the road? Go and enjoy your life in other ways. See the world. I don't know. Anything. You, you literally can do 
anything. Why do you want to do this? I would think that if you do something like that for as long as he has, it seems like a job. You know, it's not, there's, there's, there's no thrill in it anymore. Yeah. Um, like if I won that lottery, no, I, 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 I couldn't do it. Maybe I'd come back just for shits and grins to do a podcast here and there, but, or, or once a month, you know, season, uh, 10, 12 episodes, one show a month for like 15 minutes. That's it. And they, even that would be difficult. I mean, my, my frame of mind would change so much. How does he stay focused to do this? I don't know. But wait, there's more. Simmons wants to actually retire and not be on stage anymore and put four people on the stage who are in their early 20s and put the makeup back on and tour as Kiss. Okay. Now we're on to something. So he would then actually have uh, the brand Kiss with four different performers doing it, and he's going to make a good amount of that money going forward. That is fantastic. That I like. Because then he can do whatever he wants, and uh, whoever they are are going to do the show, and there's always going to be stupid-ass morons who want to go see this type of shit music. Oh my God. I would be more likely to see fake kiss than real kiss because at least they're young, you know, they can move a little bit and he's totally serious about this. Uh, the touring band kiss will continue in other ways. I have no problem with four deserving 20-year-olds sticking the makeup back on and hiding their identity. Simmons then elaborated on how KISS might continue on in the future, saying there could be future tours where it's different lineups around the world. So you go to South Korea, you got South Korean KISS. You got uh, Kenya, black guy KISS. San Francisco, homeless dude uh, KISS. And uh, what, what do you call it? Lakewood, New Jersey, Jew KISS. Fucking A, now, yes. And then you could have a big kiss-off where they like battle of the kiss bands. Oh, my God, there's a million different directions you could go in. Kiss will continue in ways that I haven't, that even I haven't thought of, but I can conceive of. You know, the Blue Man Group and Phantom of the Opera tours around the world with different personnel. There could and should be a KISS show, kind of live on stage with effects and everything else, but also semi-autobiographical thing about four knuckleheads. So he's talking like a musical. Four knuckleheads off the streets of New York that ends with the last third is a full-blown celebration, a full-on performance, not with us, although not a problem stepping in once in a while. Oh, my God. You see, this is perfect. This actually I can get behind. All right. Well, what do you think of that? All right. That's uh, all the fun of doing it and not having to uh, 
you know, uh, the, the grind of the tour. You can enjoy life. How about I let you do the Eric Zane Show podcast so that I would do it one day a month and you guys, you'd have your allotted day and then you can do the Eric Zane Show podcast after I win the lottery. I don't know. Pause in the action on not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. You know, I do cameos and I want you to look at one of the ones I've done in the past or some of them. And so when you get a minute, go to cameo.com slash Eric Zane and watch my cameos. They're awesome. Okay. Some of them I've done live on my show. If a person requests it one take flawless every time. Now, if you go and hire like that fat fuck Vince Neal on cameo, he's going to go, Hey, hey, uh, hey, hey uh, how you doing there, buddy? Uh, this is uh, Vince Neal. And, uh, 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 uh. Hey, it says here you're a big Molly Groove fan. With a happy birthday, have a Molly Christmas and a happy crew year, and, and shout at the devil, and you can kickstart my heart. And we call Doctor Feelgood. Happy, happy birthday, and that's it. It's amusing because he's so fucking bombed. My point is, everybody on cameos like that. It's all shit. You need somebody who brings the heat hard every time. Hire me to roast your pals. Or if you don't want me to be an asshole, I can actually be pleasant. Just tell me what you want. I do these for kids. I get people who see me at the hockey game all the time. Say, yeah, my, my 10 year old loves you. Will you, uh, will you say, and of course, you know, I'm not going to like tell a 10 year old to go fuck himself or something. Jesus. But, uh, so do it. Hire me on Cameo for someone's birthday or whatever event, you know, whatever it may be. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. They cost 20 bucks. And, uh, since I raised the price, it was 15, which is such a fucking bargain. Oh my God. Since I raised it to 20, I haven't had one fucking person sign up. Jesus, just my luck. Anyway, Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Berlin Raceway. I will be there not uh, coming up on uh, this coming Friday, which I guess would be the, oh, fuck. Now I'm confused. Jesus. Um, Wait a minute. Saturday, July 1, no. Saturday, July 8, no. Saturday, July 15, yes, is when I will be there next. But July 1, there's racing. And you should go. Go to berlinraceway.com. Buy your tickets online. They're cheaper than where they are on the, uh, when you go get them uh, at the gate. Fuck, I got to make sure. I think this is like seniors get in free and military. The 4th of July show happens on the 1st. All right. Yeah, 14 bucks. Senior, military, and veterans are free. 6.30 start. And now it doesn't say fireworks, but I cannot imagine that they don't have fireworks. Uh, get those tickets for 14 bucks. Parking's free. 15 and under is free. Bring a cooler with all your uh, snacks and your soft drinks. No glass, no alcohol. There's a smoking area. You can't smoke in the stands. And there's like a bar. There's like a merch area underneath the grandstand. The place is awesome. All right. Thank you to my friends at Berlin Raceway.
Hey, what's up? It's your pal EZ with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast, the Eufy Video Lock. Oh my gosh. Smart Lock 2K Cam and Doorbell 3-in-1 Triple Security. You got everything in one device, all right? Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app, that it's going to work okay in that app, and oh my God. This is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. And you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door. They punch it in. The door unlocks. In they go. And, of course, it's a video camera. So it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy Video Lock is the top of the heap, okay? You can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing powered for a long, long time. No monthly fee on this, unlike other brands that do that. They just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee. I love the Eufy Video Lock. Get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. E-U-F-Y official dot com slash video lock. Also, thank you to the Kent County Health Department. Ah. Uh, Man, I gotta, I gotta convert them. Uh, I got a bad feeling that they're gonna bail on your old pal EZ, but I'm still talking about them until I get the full-on confirmation that the, that they've flown the coop. I hope not. We've been working together for years. Uh, it, it's it's different because you know at Berlin I'm I'm making you like I want you to buy tickets. You can't buy anything at the Kent County Health Department. But the point of it all is for me to talk about their initiatives and the things that they do to help the uh, county, the people living in the county. That's the point. So I'm hoping to God I can keep talking about their initiatives to help the public, especially personal health services. Okay, that's a fancy way of saying uh, get tested for a sexually transmitted infection through the Kent County Health Department. Cannot stress this enough. The longer you wait with a potential HIV diagnosis, uh, the more havoc it's going to wreak on your immune system. The quicker you get diagnosed, the quicker you have a better chance, quicker that you have a chance of getting the right medicines to lower the amount of HIV in your system that will not harm your immune system. Okay? So this is aimed at uh, audience members who like to pork like a lot with multiple people and no judgment for me. I mean, I'm monogamous, uh, for now I'm kidding. Uh, so I I'm okay. But like, if you're out getting tons of dick or vag, um, you might from like different people it might be a good idea to get, uh, uh, an AIDS test or an HIV test. Can you imagine? Because nowadays that's no longer a death sentence. If you get that shit diagnosed, you know? All right. Thank you, Kent County Health Department. Let's roll on. More 
of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Go suck a big black dick because I know you want to, Eric. Go suck a big black dick because I know you want to, Eric. Go suck a big black dick because I know you want to, Eric. She said, go suck a dick, big black dick, because I know you want to, Eric. Go suck a big black dick because I know you want to, Eric. Go suck a big black dick, because I know you want to, Eric. Go suck a big black dick, because I know you want to, Eric. Go suck a big black dick, because I know you want to, Eric. Go suck a big black dick, because I know you want to, Eric. Hello to you all. Hello. In the voice of an angel. Ugh, you did it again. Adam says, what? What did I do again? What did I, what could you possibly be referring to that I did again? I don't get it. What could I have possibly done wrong now? There is no, I didn't do anything. All I did was posted that the uh, Patreon bonus podcast was starting now. What is wrong by putting the picture up of an elderly lesbian? There is, there is nothing wrong with putting up a picture of an elderly lesbian to announce that the Patreon bonus podcast is starting. A very attractive elderly uh, lesbian, I might add. Okay. What's up with the leopard print glasses, for fuck's sake? Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck. I wish I worked with him so I could fucking rip him a new one over those glasses. Holy shit. Is that, is that what you have a prize? Is that what you're complaining about, Adam? <laughs> Stevie says you're going to stir up the Free Bear and Hot Wings group again, and I am here for it. It's all Kyler's fault. Um, this, the, I was uh, shocked at how quickly it, it went over into that realm. Um, because what I put that up yesterday of Greg and his uh, lovely significant other as a throwaway bit, just kind of got whatever. I don't give a shit. Kyler's the one who sent it to me. Listen to what Kyler said. I haven't said shit negative about anybody concerning this. Well, maybe here and there, but nothing like fucking idiot Kyler. Kyler sent that along. And what did he write? Uh, cause Kuypers was in on it too. Ky- uh, Kyler wrote, what bitch wears a jean jacket cutting the wedding cake? Then he wrote, divorce number two coming up. What the fuck? Even I didn't even go that far. No, I kind of did. Maybe at some point. Uh, all right. So by the time I got done doing this podcast yesterday, that had gone all the way over to the idiots Reddit page. And oh, man. They're still killing me. They are still destroying me. 
I ended up getting in big trouble on Reddit. They banned me uh, like uh, for th- three days. That was classic. I, I, that couldn't have worked out better. Um, and there is there is nothing wrong with wearing a jacket. There, there, no one did anything wrong. Kyler's just an idiot. That's what this is. What's wrong with... Maybe she just was cold, forgot to take it off. This is not a big deal. So I post that, and then everybody loses their shit. And uh, just the the disgust. So then today, I'm like, well, I got a lot of mileage out of that yesterday. Now, today, I am actually uh, uh, 100% uh, with a methodical fashion trying to capture lightning in a bottle with this picture of this very old lesbian. Oh my God, man. I used to get all sorts of shit about looking old, but I think I look younger than the burn King here. This dude is old as shit and bald. Cause if you drew a line up here, I mean that his hairline is further back than Lester Holtz. That is, you might as well just cut it all off, man. And you got to ditch those fucking glasses. I don't give a shit. I mean, seriously, leopard print glasses? Oh, fuck. Okay. All right. Welcome in to the Patreon bonus podcast. The, um, the person who then, who tipped off the Reddit folks, I don't know. Someone said it... Because when I post those on Patreon, it only goes to Patreon people. So this, what, 250 of you, maybe, if I'm lucky? What? So the, does that mean that someone is paying for it and just hating completely? That's that's ridiculous. Oh, my God. What the fuck is wrong? Thanks for the money. But Jesus, man. Wow. Uh, fantasy football is happening. Okay. This is what I got from Chris in Minnesota. You've been invited to join a fantasy football league. The uh, league name is uh, Zane Sucks Black Cox. The commissioner is Butt Nuts. That's Chris in Minnesota. Current league size, 20. One of 20. The draft is Wednesday, the 31st of August at 4 p.m., I've never done this before, but it looks awesome. A live standard draft, head-to-head scoring type, draft time per pick, two minutes, max teams, 20, league starts, week one, can't cut list, Yahoo Sports, don't know what that means. Playoffs, eight teams, week 16, 17, and 18, and Sunday, January 8th. You can trade. I don't know how any of this works. I'm going to come in last place. Roster. One quarterback, two wide receivers, two running backs, a tight end. Wide receiver, running back, tight end. uh, Kicker, defensive, special teams. I'm going to need some help on this. Total roster size, 15. Passing yards, 25 per point. Passing touchdowns. Four interceptions minus one. A lot of it's self-explanatory, but again, this is the first time I've done this. So let me just say this. This is a Patreon thing. 
Fuck everybody else. You can all, you know, this is for the folks on Patreon only. So if you want in, Stevie says I'm in. Kuipers is in. Adam indicates that I had a hate listeners here on Patreon. Probably. Um, all right. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to post this here for you all now. And then, uh, we'll go from there. How's that sound? Sign up, uh, one spot for me. So I got to join the league. Uh, create an account. Oh boy. I'm not ready to do this now. So I better hurry up before all you idiots fill out the spots. So, okay. Fantasy football with Chris. I forget what we're paying. I think it's a $5,000 a team for 20 teams. So you got to be ready to put down some serious cheddar. I might be getting that wrong. It might only be 10 bucks. So there's a tennis match that went down and uh, you had two Russians taking each other on. And there was one person sitting in the end of the stands and uh, she had a Ukrainian flag draped over her shoulders and a uh, flower, almost like a lei, like you find in Hawaii around her neck. But I guess it is a Ukrainian floral custom called a vinak. And she's not doing anything. She's just sitting there. And these two Russian chicks uh, got pissed off that there was a chick in the stands with a Ukrainian flag. Now, she's not waving it. She's not doing anything. She's just seated there. And the two Russian chicks say, all right, get her out of here. And I am shocked at this. They actually did kick her out. Um, Audio check. Video check. But I don't think there's really any sound. This is just when the boss of the tennis match... Uh, is is uh, is is bitching at the lady in the crowd? Okay, she's not doing anything. Oops. They're, they're actually, the vinak is over her head. It's on her head, like a, like a crown. Now, this isn't like fucking Wimbledon. There's like uh, 40 fans there. Who cares? This chick here is one of the bitch Russians who's like, oh, we can't play if there's a chick with the, with the Ukrainian flag. This happened in the U.S., by the way. Okay. A little bit more to this. And this is just ridiculous that this would happen. So she's seated there. And uh, Anna Kalinskaya ended up defeating Anastasia Potapova. One of the players complained about the woman in the crowd. This is not Russia, she told Local 12 News, the woman. 
This is the United States of America. While Russian and Belarusian players were banned from playing certain tournaments, most notably Wimbledon, are representing the Russian flag, several Ukrainian players were forced to flee their homes or chose to stay and fight. The woman who tennis reporter Ben Rothenberg identified as a local resident named Lola. Um, was silently watching the match when this all unfolded. Despite sitting there silently, umpire Morgan Lara confronted Lola and said it was not nice to sit. Hey, what are you doing there? That's not nice. You're not being nice. You need to put that flag away. She told Local 12, the message I got was that it is agitating the Russians. I said, I'm not putting it away. They kept playing for a minute or two. Then they stopped the game again. And then the security guard came up to me and said, ma'am, I'm going to call the cops if you won't leave. Rothenberg then tweeted saying a security marshal then became aggressive with Lola telling her that she had to leave the court or he would call the police. He added other spectators nearby quickly came to Lola's defense. She walks like a woman, but talks like a man. I might've added that. Some of you get that joke saying she wasn't doing anything wrong or saying anything disruptive. She was just sitting there with her flag. They mentioned free speech land of the free, but the marshal was unmoved. Well, I don't buy that. Uh, You know, I mean, if it's their venue and they don't want you there, too bad. This is one of the Russians. Anna Kalinskaya. I'm not going to lie. If she's a Nazi... And someone's holding a flag that says, Remember the Holocaust... And a chick this hot says, I'm not playing tennis anymore until you remove the remember the Holocaust flag. I'm going to side with her. Look at her. Holy shit. Sorry, that's terrible. I sound like Bill Simonson leering at a young chick. Anyway, Lola reportedly left, walked the ground and walked the ground, but was approached by the tournament's head of security who told her the flag was too big. Hey, yeah, the problem was the flag was too big. You understand, don't you? The guy said, yeah, the flags are banners. They can't be any larger than 18 by 18, 18 inches by 18 inches. Other than that, it's, it's prohibited. So I'm guessing they like kicked her out and then they like found the rule or made it up right there and then said, hey, uh, this is the rule. It's not our fault. You're breaking the rule. Uh, therefore the patron was asked to remove the flag from the grounds after doing so she was allowed to remain at the tournament Rothenberg even reported Lola had considered cutting her flag down to size so she was going to go and get a pair of scissors and make it a smaller flag but was escorted to her car which I think would work with the Ukrainian flag because isn't it just a couple of stripes yellow stripe blue stripe whatever Um, she was told to store the flag and was then allowed to return to the tournament grounds. Uh, you tired Ukrainian tennis star, Alexander Dolgopolov took to Twitter to rage over the incident. 
To all the people who admired my tennis and planning to visit the U.S. tournaments, I ask you to bring a Ukrainian flag to all Russian or Belarusian matches they watch. And I dare the ATP Tour and the World Tennis Association to try this again. Our country is drowning in blood and barbaric violence, so no Russian will bully a silent supporter wearing a Ukrainian flag. Have some respect. P.S. Keep the flags in the policy requirement. So they have no fairy tale reason to ask you to leave. It's unlikely to be the latest protest of the U.S. swing as Russian and Belarusian players will play at the U.S. Open under a neutral flag. So that's interesting that the tennis organization is like, all right, you can't play under the Russian flag. And by no means can anyone support Ukraine in the stands. What? Who takes a stand against Ukraine? That's ridiculous. This whole thing is stupid. Who sides with Russia? All right. Update for you. Uh, First of all, let me see what's up here. Uh, What a load of crap. He's gross. Linda says, referring to our pal Freebeer. And then Linda says, there's a mole among us. Yeah, I I don't know. It, it, I don't think it shows up to anyone but subscribers on Patreon. Well, if they, if that is a mole among us, that is awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy about that. And I appreciate the support of anyone, especially a mole. I just wish I could know who you are because I love all my moles. I love the moles that help me and the moles that are against me. I'm guessing... This is a mole against me who hasn't yet canceled their Patreon and then was quick, though they hate me, quick to run over to the Reddit to say, look what he did. Oh, the nerve, the calamity he's causing. No, this is so terrible. You, I can't tell you how much this helps me. Okay? When someone talks about me anywhere, the dramatic increase in downloads is it's like, because honestly, the way this works is if I don't get downloads, I don't get paid. I literally have to have people downloading the show. And because of the way the show's grown, you know, I can pull it off. I can do it. And you wouldn't believe the absurd spikes that take place when things like what happened yesterday happen. As soon as I found out, that minutes after this podcast finished, somebody rushed over to there and pointed that out. And I was like, yes, dollar signs immediately start rolling in my eyes. I'm like, yes, fuck yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, poor Linda and Maureen. Getting thrown under the bus by Jamingo recently. God, and, and you didn't do anything to that fucking idiot. I think he's butthurt now, though, because I muted him yesterday because he started his climate change uh, uh, denying bullshit. God, is he dumb. Holy shit. Ah. All right. Uh, Ben and Eric tomorrow. Uh, Update on a story that I um, had the other day for you. Remember this guy? Remember that image when this guy here in the mugshot slugged the old timer in the head at Wendy's? Uh, 
he has been apprehended. I think I may have even said that in the first story that he had been apprehended. And uh, he was being charged with assault. If you don't remember the story, uh, the old timer, for whatever reason, it, there's no sound of the video. We don't know what was said by the old timer to the dude wearing the Wendy's hat and the uh, and the Wendy's T-shirt. He's, he's working the cash register. The old timer is like pointing at him and saying something. And this guy doesn't like it. This guy casually walks around the counter to where the old guy is. The old guy's already forgotten that he was speaking five seconds earlier. He's so old. And this guy rears back and just clobbers him. And, uh, and that led to the infamous line by Kyler, I'll have a number three knuckle Sammy with a side of brain damage. Well, that doesn't work anymore. We can no longer say a knuckle, uh, number three knuckle Sammy with a side of brain damage. We can only say, I'll have a, a knuckle, damn it, a number three knuckle Sammy with a side of dead because uh, this killed the old man. The old man has now croaked. So this asshole is now being charged with second-degree murder, Antoine Kendrick, in Arizona. He's in deep caca now. I mean, it was bad enough to begin with. Um, Jesus, yeah. Yeah. A customer complained about the food order, which time Antoine Kendrick came out from behind the service counter, hit the guy in the head. Guy fell to the floor, hit his head and lost consciousness. Airlifted to the hospital, never woke up, died just the other day. Cops have not given any details on the cause of the disagreement before the punch. Not that that matters. Initially faced charges of aggravated assault as he just walked off the job after that. Wendy's has not issued an official statement. The only statement they made was when a podcaster called the store and asked about the number three knuckle Sammy with a side of brain damage. And the store said they responded with condolences that if you think about it, um, they said in this story that, because the story that I'm looking at right now just came out August 16th. But in the story, it says that the guy died on August 5th. But when we first talked about the story, it wasn't out yet of guy died. But when we called and I asked about the number three knuckle Sammy with a side of brain damage, that was... He knew that the guy, that's why the guy was saying, you remember he was saying condolences. Sarah is saying free uh, Frosties at the funeral. And then she follows it up with, sorry, had to. She says, I love Frosties. Boy, you're easily distracted, aren't you? Distracted by Frosties. Oh my God. So that's just awful. This idiot, my God. How is it you can get to that point in life at 35 years old and actually hold a steady job when you're that much of a loose cannon, an absolute imbecile? Holy shit. Okay, on to uh, better news. 
Something that's not so grim and horrible. Uh, let's see. Where is that? Do you... You have to remember this. Audio, check. Video, check. Remember Nathan Apodaca. Skateboarding cranberry juice guy. Okay, a couple things about this video. The smoothness of uh, of of this guy when he is how effortlessly he's moving on that skateboard. I've been on a skateboard before, and it's like impossible. Look at look at how chill this guy is. I always, I always love that nod. And then he's holding the phone in one hand, the drink in the other, and drinking it. And he doesn't wipe out. And then, doesn't it look like he's merging onto the interstate? I mean, that's what it looks like to me. And now he's lip syncing. a great video that is a legendary video and fantastic in scope so what he's accomplishing there it just makes you feel good when you see it i love the uh, uh native american feather on the back he is some type of uh indigenous person nathan apodaca but the fact that um when he threw that out there, he was living in a trailer with no running water. He worked at like a, at a, uh, I think at a factory that processes potatoes and life just, I mean, went, was tipped on its ear for this guy because of that. First of all, the song Fleetwood Max 1977 dreams went crazy Again, so much so that members of the band were like reaching out and like thanking the guy. Uh, it produced all sorts of spinoff videos from famous people. Within a week of him posting it, it had racked up millions of views. Uh, Fleetwood Max Dreams had its biggest streaming week ever. The 37-year-old uh, began skateboarding to work when his miles-weary 2005 Dodge Durango wouldn't start, he told the New York Times in 2020. Uh, RV, no running water. It generated 13.4 uh, million likes. Copycat videos from Mick Fleetwood and Stevie Nicks of Gordon of uh, Fleetwood Mac. Gordon Ramsay, of all people, Shakira. Then a representative from Ocean Spray showed up at his home in Idaho Falls, Idaho, and gave him a cranberry red Nissan pickup, its truck bed full of Ocean Spray juice. I remember the dollar amount put on the, um, and that's good that they did that, but that's just a, a drop in the bucket from what they got in marketing with, um, I mean, they saw like a surge, a massive surge around the world in their products because of this. 
So they're like, thank you so much. Um, he appeared along Snoop Dogg in commercials and attended pro, uh, President Joe Biden's virtual inauguration parade. They should have put Biden on one of those skateboards. Can you imagine that? That would have been the end of him. He now has 7.1 million followers on TikTok, and that's worth money. I mean, you could do anything. And you know he smokes pot because he's 420 dog face 208, and I think the 420, it's a clear indicator. The guy's a big stoner. Uh, And now he's on a TV show, too, called Reservation Dogs, which I guess is... Um, highly touted. It's uh, won a Peabody Award, whatever the hell that is. I've heard that, but I couldn't tell you what it is, but obviously it means something. It's a, a comedy drama that follows four indigenous teenagers in rural Oklahoma as they grieve the loss of a friend. Apodaca, whose mother is Northern Arapaho, uh-huh, plays Uncle Charlie in at least two episodes of season two. His IMDB page shows. So the guy gets a freaking job now. He goes from working in a potato factory to all of this shit happening to him over a silly viral video. That's absolutely fantastic to think that something like that, a guy can be so down on his luck and he just throws up a throwaway video that means nothing really. And I doubt he thought anything was going to happen. Can you, I mean, how do you, how does your head not explode from the instantaneousness of the fame? Season two of Reservation Dogs is streaming on Hulu. Apodaca said on an interview uh, four days ago, six days ago, I'm not done until I've paid off my mom and dad's house. I'm still striving to do that. It's just like, Takes me to a fantasy I've always dreamed of, you know, which is awesome. So the guy's living a dream. How awesome is that? And I think he's just a sweet dude, you know. This isn't going to be like one of those viral sensations that ends up being just ludicrous and fucked up beyond belief, which happens to a lot of these people. You know, something bizarre happens or I don't know. They end up freaking dead in a ditch. Maureen says he could be he could be standing still in front of a green screen and the scenery was added later. Yes, that's true, but I don't think that was the case with this. Still, though, that's what I want to know. Where were you? Were you it looked like you were merging onto the interstate there. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, if you're a fan of the Dodge Challenger and the Dodge Charger, Those are the muscle car entries into the Dodge brand. They're leaving. Okay. Because of this big push to go all electric, which um, I had a video that Jimmy Stinson showed me, sent me the other day that I'd like to share with you. It's a, it's a long watch, but I think, I think it's important. Um, what you got here, it was a, uh, a house transportation committee hearing with energy secretary, Pete Buttigieg 
testing in front of House Transportation Committee on infrastructure bill. Now, this isn't anything that's like funny, but I really found it interesting because the guy who was doing the questions, asking the questions to Energy Secretary Buttigieg, is he Energy Secretary or Transportation Secretary? I don't know. He's part of the cabinet. Um, he had his facts in order, and I, I actually appreciated this. So audio, check. Video, check. Let us begin. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Secretary Buttigieg, I've been driving an electric car for 10 years, and I've had solar panels for 15 years, and I'm really bullish on technology. Okay, so that's important to point out. This guy isn't like a hater of those things. Whoever the hell this guy is, I think it tells you later on. And the way it could help make our country energy independent or more energy independent. But I'm really alarmed at sort of the naivete of those who are uh, promoting rapid adoption of these technologies. With Representative Thomas Massey, that's who's talking. With our existing infrastructure. President Biden signed a non-binding executive order stating that 50% of, elect, of vehicles sold in the United States should be electric by 2030. Do you support that? Yes. And he also said that by 20, 2035 that uh, 100% of the federal fleet, federal government fleet should be electric. Do you support that? Yes. So um, which uses more electricity? We're talking about residential electricity here. A refrigerator when it's running or an electric car when it's charging in your garage? I would expect a car. Uh, would you say it uses twice as much or 25 times as much? I would think closer to 25 times as much. Yeah. It's, it's actually 50. <laughs> okay. So for 24 hours of... Uh, duration of a day, the fridge is going to use a certain amount of power. If your car is plugged in for 24 hours, it's going to burn 50 times the electricity. Now, Representative Massey is going somewhere with this. Uh, at the instantaneous moment, mm -hmm. but over the course of a year, if I take the numbers from the U.S. Department of Energy about the average household, how many vehicles they own and how far they drive, over the course of a year, uh, an American household would use 25 times as much electricity for their electric car as they would for their refrigerator uh, if they had 100% adoption. If, if, and the average family has two vehicles, and this would be if the average family had two electric vehicles. Do you think it would strain the grid if everybody plugged in 25 refrigerators in every household? Well, if we didn't make any upgrades to the grid, sure. I mean, if we had yesterday's grid with tomorrow's cars, it's not going to work. It's one of the reasons why we believe that infrastructure includes electrical infrastructure. And our Okay, so this is a good conversation. Buttigieg says, yeah, if we don't make any upgrades, you're right. We got to upgrade all this shit. For that to be included, as it thankfully was. And by the way, what does that even mean? I mean, is it uh, uh, newer shit? Uh, can you be more specific about what the upgrades are you're talking about? It's in the bipartisan law. Do you, do you think by 2030, which is when Biden says 50% of uh, cars sold should be electric, do you think the grid will be capable of handling 
electric cars? It's going to need to be, and we're working with the Department of Energy every day. We've established a joint office of energy and transportation to map out some of the needs. Obviously, some of this gets outside of my lane, and we've been discussing with, uh, for example, the truck stops that are uh, looking at what their power needs would need to be at an interchange where today uh, they're, you know, they're mainly filling up on gas in order to accommodate that. And then, as you mentioned, a lot of the scenario for this is also residential. Uh, but it's also worth pointing out that uh, while a typical driver uh, who adopts electric is using more electricity, at the end of the day, they're using less energy because of the efficiency benefits there you go. of getting that energy produced at utilities. The problem is that we, we don't have the capacity to produce that energy. Uh. You aptly use the word need. You could say want as well. It, there's needs and wants to make this fantasy work by 2030. But the reality is the capability is not going to be there. The average uh, household uses 17% of their electricity for air conditioning. And um, that would mean the average household uses 1,870 kilowatt hours per year for air conditioning. If that average household plugged in electric cars, do you know how much more electricity they would use in comparison to the air conditioning that air conditions their whole house? No, but again, I would emphasize it will well, let be me help less you. Let me help you with overall. that first oh. before we go on, because the numbers are important. It would take four times as much electricity to Ooh, charge boy. the average household's cars as the average household uses on air conditioning. Do you think that could be? So if we reach the goal by 2030 that Biden has of a 50% adoption instead of 100% adoption, that means the average household... So that means your, your uh, electric bill is going to triple. If you're paying... Uh, $300 a month in the summertime, you're going to pay $1,200 or more for your electric bill, if my math is right. And that actually sounds like more than I would spend if I just was paying my electric bill and gas to fuel up the car. So would use twice as much electricity charging one of their cars as they would use for all of the air conditioning that they use for the entire year. Do you think this could contribute to rolling uh, blackouts and brownouts? So, so he's talking about we're just not set up for it. I'm looking at the dollars and cents because that's what I always look at. The whole thing is fucked is what he's getting at. In areas of the country where air conditioning is basically considered essential? Not if we prepare. Look, the fact that people who have electric vehicles are going to use more electricity can't be a reason to give up. The idea that America is inferior to the other countries that have figured this out just doesn't sit well with us in administration, I'm, and that's not why saying, we're investing I, in a better I, grid. In the time that I have left, let me say, uh, I'm not saying we shouldn't prepare. I told you at the beginning of this, I'm bullish on, on this technology, but the, the numbers and the rate of adoption has been developed using political science, not engineering. They're impractical. And if we blindly follow these goals that Biden has set out, it will cause pain and suffering for the middle class. And I yield back. So what he's saying is it's too much too soon. Again, this guy supports all of these things. He's got solar panels. He drives electric cars. But he's saying if you expect this all to be done with 50% of the government fleet by 2030, being, being all electric, that's impossible, let alone uh, every American. Uh, thank you to Jimmy for sending that along. 
I, uh, I'm, I'm glad I had an opportunity to work it in because I was like, now, how am I going to get into this? You know? And then uh, I found the opportunity because Dodge has announced, all right, say goodbye to uh, the Charger and the Challenger. All 2023 Charger and Challenger models will bear a last call under hood plaque. I don't have a picture of this, but I guess it's going to say like, this is it. This is the big one. No more. And uh, they are saying goodbye to these cars. Um, Now, this has happened before in American history. In the 1970s, there was also a, there was, uh, it was for different reasons, but we had like an energy crisis. And I think that we were, there was shortages in oil. And I think there was like lump. I barely remember it, but I remember reading about it for sure. There were um, uh, long lines at gas stations because there was no fuel available. Um, So the U.S. started to very quickly try to uh, come up with uh, uh, new lines of cars from all the manufacturers that um, would be more fuel efficient because the uh, uh, Japanese imports were already quite efficient. So... That led to some of the shittiest cars ever being made that had the smallest motors ever that would sip gasoline. The Chevette, the Escort, the Lynx, and Chrysler's entry into this. That's right. The K-Car. Look at this. This is horrible. This was considered to be like a, a top-of-the-line American-made car. Look at how awful that is. Talk about... A, it's, like a, it's like a flaccid dick on wheels is what these things are. Jesus, what a pile of shit. Look at that. <laughs> this is the worst time for uh, American... Uh, uh, in the history of American automotive prowess. It's just... Oh, God. This article says the boxy K car saved Chrysler. Well, I don't know, but you know what it did? It probably lowered the birth rate because uh, no one thought that this was sexy. Anyone driving one of these did not get laid. My point in all this is that was the response back then to, all right, we got to do something. And I don't know, this might even be a bigger catastrophe when it's all said and done. If we suddenly like, oh, let's go ahead and uh, everybody has to own an electric car. I don't know. I'm just not buying it. I don't, I don't believe that that is the answer. Um, Adam says, so what do we do? Are we just screwed? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Um, ultimately, I wish they, like I've said it before, I wish they would have made more of a, uh, uh, a push towards uh, hybrid technology. That makes more sense. Uh, they, they, they don't burn as much fossil fuel. It's no strain on the grid because the vehicle charges itself. Uh, and it, that's it. That's, that's, the, that's the one thing you, that, is, that is so important. Maureen says your new system of video check, audio check is working so well. I'm impressed. We should have been counting how many days without a glitch. It's got to be a couple weeks now. Well done. Even a blind squirrel can find a nut, Maureen. Okay. So in closing, 
I need to know uh, who is behind ratting me out for the fantastic free beer picture uh, that was posted to Reddit. Who did that? I think it's it's great, and I appreciate you because that helped me in many, many ways. Um, actual dollars and cents, you help make me money. Thank you. But who's the idiot who on Patreon would do that? Or it might be an idiot on Patreon who forwards it off to someone else who then takes and, and runs with it. I don't know. It's a mystery, but I'm glad it happened. Yeah, yeah, this is the not the best of the Eric St. Joe podcast show. That all sounded awkward and weird. Anyway, pause in the action to mention that if you or someone you know has a local business, my God. What are you doing not reaching out to me? If you're like, boy, I need my uh, business to get a kick in the pants with some marketing, uh, reach out to your old pal EZ. I talk to 80 to 100,000 people each and every month doing this show. 80 to 100,000 downloads. I shouldn't say 80 to 100,000 people. That's not accurate. I get 80 to 100,000 downloads per month. Um, my plans are affordable. They're handshake deals and easy to manage and priced right. Reach out to me, Eric at EricZaneShow.com on the Shoreliners Striping Inbox if you'd like more information. Thank you to TC Paintball. Rick's been here since way back. We go back to 2016 when Rick was helping your old pal EZ when I was doing YouTube videos after getting shit canned from Free Beer and Hot Wings. Uh, He's always been there. He's awesome. And I want you to think about gathering up the uh, troops in your neighborhood, the kids, something fun to do, and check out TC Paintball. Now, some dads with their kids, the kids are like, well, it might hurt. So what you do is you sign up for Little League. Uh, that's using the uh, guns that don't shoot the paintballs at such high velocity that they don't hurt. But the kids have a great time playing paintball. You need more information, go to tcpaintballgr.com. What a fantastic destination attraction for people all over the state of Michigan. They talk about TC Paintball all across the state for a reason. They have a great setup there with great people that work. And a wonderful time had by all at TC Paintball. Okay, thank you, Rick. Uh, Also, around for a long time, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Oh, my God. What a fantastic business. Veteran lady, family-owned. Awesome. Expanded not that long ago. More room, more employees, getting more cars, fixed, uh, running well on the road. 616-532-6600. They are in Grand Rapids. So if you're on 44th Street, just a few blocks east of Division, you will see Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV, right on a side street uh, called Stafford. Now, um, when you go to their website, irvines.com, you'll see all their Google reviews, get an idea of what the customers think of them. That's E-R-Vines, E-R-Vines.com. And last but not least, my pal Joe Martinez at A&E Heating and Cooling. 
Thank you, Joe. 616-516-8579. Get your AC unit serviced from A&E Heating and Cooling. If that thing hasn't been serviced in the last year, you are rolling the dice, my friend. Get it cleaned for just 79 bucks. Cleaned and tuned. A&E Heating and Cooling. 616-516-8579. If there's something wrong, they can come to your house and fix that as well. Or do a whole install retrofit your home with a brand new ac unit from a and e heating and cooling okay let's get back to more of not the best of the eric zane show podcast oh i'm not gonna lie to you this is uh by the by the little farmer tan that is that is quite a farmer tan oh my god that is that's a hell of a farmer tan Jesus, it looks ridiculous. This, oh, God, it's embarrassing. I don't know why it's embarrassing, but uh, I'm not going to run around when I do my uh, long runs outside with, like, no shirt on. Occasionally, you'll see guy running around with no shirt on. No shirt around the neighborhood guy. And uh, you know he's only doing that because he's jacked or ripped you know and he he loves the world looking at his muscles i don't blame him i mean i understand you work hard to get in that type of shape and uh you you want some attention damn it that's um that's what you do i cannot pull that off so i'm not gonna do that Maureen says, I noticed your farmer tan this week, LOL. <laughs> Love it. Um, but this podcast who is either going to be the worst ever or the best ever. There will be, no, I I can't say. It might just be average. It might not do anything. Because I'm exhausted. Um, For some idiotic reason, yesterday at like 4 p.m. I laid down. And that was a big mistake. And I said, you're going to regret that. Don't do it. Because, you know, you're going to be rested and you're going to, it's going to keep you up all night. And man, that, that is 100% accurate. I, um, it was one 30 in the morning and I am, I've still got this big eye going on and I'm like, I have, I'm getting frustrated. And then the, 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 the time is, is ticking and I'm like, all right, you know, I got to get up at like six 20. This is terrible. And then the next thing I know, I'm waking up at like two thirty, and I, I I didn't I didn't re- didn't know that I had fallen asleep, but I, I I did because I woke up and um, I was having a dream, and the dream was so ridiculous, and I I hate it when people describe dreams to me because they usually go f- too far into the detail, um, and then I'm like, oh, all right, fine. But this, 
This is uh this is a little disturbing that I would even dream this. In the dream, I was in the presence of a baby. And I was trying to smack the baby hard enough to make it cry but not do any real damage. And that's what I remember in the dream. So in the dream, I'm like, okay, I'm going to hit this. It's like a month old, this baby. I'm going to smack it in the face. <laughs> this is so twisted and wrong. And But I, I wasn't doing any damage, but just trying to make it cry. Why? 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 Why would I dream that? What? What? What type of a, what a sadistic animal, you know, that is without a doubt, I am going to say some serious serial killer shit here. I am a sadistic fucking idiot. I am uh, just a couple of bad days from uh, shooting up a mall. That's going to happen. Okay. I, I, this is fucking terrible. (laughs) Chris writes, a kid was probably asking for it. Well, they're all asking for it. The baby was representing someone else you want to smack. Linda Hall says you're never babysitting my grandson. Very strange. Very, very strange. Kenny is ripping through Breaking Bad. My God. You see, okay. That's why when you tell me to watch shows... Um, and you, you don't understand why I haven't done it. The fact that you are already into episode three of season two of breaking bad. I mean, this was, that would have taken me months to get as far as you have. I, I don't know how you have time. I seriously don't. In my opinion, if you have that much time to watch that much breaking bad, there's no reason why you shouldn't be 180 pounds. You've got to learn to channel that time watching while working. Don't tell anybody. Okay. Sarah says, wait, but how can you watch that? You have kids. Yeah. Wasn't that your excuse the other day that you said you can't watch it because you have, you had children. And that was like, you were standing by that. That you have no time and then you did this whole big dramatic thing about how you're trying to be a good father for your kids. And now, yeah, that was all bullshit is what that was. That was all a serious, you were, you were lying to our ears, you know? Don't suck a big bad dick because I know you want to hear it. All right. It's, uh, I got to place a call into uh, Cedar Point. Because two people were caught porking on the Ferris wheel. At first, the chick said, oh, yeah, I dropped my smokes. And he was, uh, and I bent over to pick him up and he helped me. He was helping me pick him up, (laughs) if you know what I mean. On the Ferris wheel. And then kids were watching them have sex. Charged with public indecency. A woman and a man, both aged 32, 
were seen having sex on the giant wheel. Uh, the incident was witnessed by four women, including two kids. The two originally denied having sex on the ride. The woman told police she had shorts on under her dress. She dropped the pack of smokes, bent over to grab it, and her <laughs> partner helped. Witnesses insisted the couple was having sex above them, saying the two were naked, and they both they saw both the male and female moving back and forth. Can you imagine being below them and like a dollop of load just right on your shoulder? Or you're laying back yawning and it goes right in your mouth? The group said that the couple knew that they were wa- uh, being watched and started laughing and continued their behavior. Oh, God. Police said the couple then admitted to having sex. Both were taken to jail. Rob sent this to me and he wrote, I didn't know that that Kenny went uh, and his hopeful girlfriend went to Cedar Point or something like that. Yeah, that that's a little below board. You know, leave him alone, Rob. You're making life difficult for him. So I imagine if I call Cedar Point, we're going to be talking to a machine. But I don't know. Sometimes it's all about... We're calling Cedar Point, a place like no other. For employment inquiries or current associate needs, press 4. How about the giant Ferris wheel? Thank you for calling Cedar Point, oh, the roller coaster fuck. capital of the world. All of our team members are assisting other guests. Please stay on the line, and we'll be with you shortly. You can find answers to many common questions by visiting our website. They have one person working the switchboard. Boy, they really deter you from staying on the phone. There's probably only one person answering the phone. Thank you for calling Cedar Point, the roller can't do it. Can't do it. Time is money. Um, the way to do this one, obviously, is a pre-recorded one. So I'll go ahead, and after we finish this podcast, edit out all that bullshit, and try to make something happen in a phone call. We shall see. All right, but that's just ridiculous. Um. Never been much for the whole public sex thing. Uh, I don't know. It just seems a little, a little much. I bet your questions cannot be answered on their website. Yes, that's true. Uh, all right. They wanted a pork at a place like no other. That's all. Yeah. That whole public sex thing is just, ugh. Brandis says your descriptors are, and then she has green face. She's referring to, no doubt, the whole business about being in the cart, car below them when that happened. Hey, by the way, are you really doing roller uh, roller derby? Is that is that what uh, what you're thinking about doing? I actually know someone who does roller derby. Um. So that would be that would be something. I would love to see that. I I I want to go see a roller derby event. 
All right. Um, okay, so thank God that you're living in the U.S. Because this story out of Saudi Arabia is unbelievable. If you've ever wondered about, um, man, uh, when it comes to human rights, that country is beyond fucked up. And this is a country that uh, we, like, want to be an ally with. Never before is it more obvious that we're, it's just, it's all about money. The only reason why we have a diplomatic relationship with a a shithead country like Saudi Arabia is because of money. Uh, A lady who is a uh, uh, PhD student followed a person who is known as a dissident, a political dissident, and an activist. Followed the person on Twitter and retweeted one of their tweets. Salma al-Shahab, 34-year-old woman, was in the UK studying at the very famous Leeds University. The story's a little bit old, but it's just coming out now. Well, it's uh, December of 2020. She goes back to Saudi Arabia for a vacation. And they knew she was coming. They were... uh, Waiting for, questioned by authorities, arrested, put on trial, and is sentenced to 34 years in prison for this. She's married, two kids, was first sentenced to three years for using a website to, quote, cause public unrest and destabilize civil and national security. But on Monday, oh, that's why this came out, she was sentenced to more time. So she got the three years. And then they said, no, 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 that's not enough. We want more for this criminal, this hardened criminal. Uh, Sentenced to more time by an appeals court over the Twitter accounts she followed and retweeted. 34 years in prison. And then after that, she cannot travel for another 34 years. So she's 30... Wait a minute. She's 34 now. When she's 68, she'll be out of prison. And when she's 102, she can go back to England and finish her degree. What? And this is who we do business with. This is who Joe Biden walks up and goes, hey, how you doing? Fist bump. The Washington Post also reported the sentence, as did the European Saudi Organization for Human Rights and the U.S.-based Nonprofit Freedom Initiative. Those organizations don't mean anything. They, they can't do anything. It's fucking dictatorship. The translated court document seen by The Guardian said Al-Shahab uh, Al was accused of assisting those who seek to cause public unrest. According to the Guardian, she retweeted Saudi dissidents who called for political prisoners to be released. So the so-called dissidents said, we, we want these prisoners to be released. And she like liked it, you know, maybe gave the thumbs up or something like that. 
quote, uh, retweet with a quote. The fact that they then pay attention to that shit. Um, get this, this hardened criminal also was trying to advocate for uh, women to be able to drive another criminal problem. Uh, a policy that Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman allowed in 2018, though activists were still in prison. Um, this chick who got busted, she didn't have a large following. 2,500 people followed her and was not known for being an activist with uh, many of her tweets. So, like, if you were to look at her feed, it would be, like, uh, pics of her kids at a birthday party or something like that. And then one shows up, and they're like, all right, that's enough. It says she may be able to appeal. Yeah, good luck with that. Twitter declined to comment. What are they going to do? Uh, the Saudi government holds a significant investment in Twitter. I didn't know that. It is the longest prison sentence given to an activist and could signal more crackdowns on dissent. So basically, oh, yeah. You know all the times that, uh, you know, stupid shit happens here in the U.S. and all the patriots are like, yeah, it's, it's freedom of speech. Our freedom of speech is being violated. Twitter decided to ban me for five days. My freedom of speech is violated. This is terrible. I'm being, I'm being repressed. My God. What a disaster. Uh, yet another reason to invade, in my opinion. Terrible place. A terrible, terrible place. Uh... And that's a great that's a great point. Kenny says, I don't understand how many how a modern society can even exist being so fucked up like this. And that, you know, that that's a lot of places on the globe that are like this. You know, this isn't an isolated thing. You look at most of these Middle Eastern countries, there's this these types of human human rights violations are the norm. Uh, Chris says, good thing we give them hundreds of billions of dollars and weapons every year. Well, yeah, it's all because of the uh, logistics of the political landscape and oil. That's what this is about. So I don't want to hear anything about the U.S. It's like, oh, we're doing the right thing. We're trying to help so-and-so. We're doing this. We're doing that. Bullshit. Bunch of nonsense. My God. Brandis says, yep, I've done it for 10 years. Going back after five years off. Do you know uh, Tanel McFadden? Grand Raggedy Roller Girls? Part of the um, Grand Rapids Pitbull Alliance? Do you know her? Is that where you're doing this at? I don't even know. If you're even in GR. I guess I should know that. Maybe I know that. All right. Um, where are we? Baseball player. Uh, where is it? Oh, shit. Brandis says, no, I'm not in Michigan. Why did I think you were in Michigan? God, I'm an idiot. Uh, baseball player. Fernando Tatis Jr. 24-year-old dude. Like one of the best players in the game. Plays with the San Diego Padres. And uh, his dad, senior, um, 
I remember when he played. But uh, Junior, uh, he spent the first half of the baseball season, he was injured. And now he's getting set to come back. But then the league says, no way, you can't come back. You failed a drug test. You're pumping yourself full of steroids. Fuck you. You got to sit for 80 games. 80 games. They're serious about this. His dad says the punishment for his son is absurd. And he also is saying millions of fans are going to stop watching baseball now. Now that his son is cannot play for 80 games, which is kind of a stupid thing to say. The uh, he tested positive for taking performance enhancing drugs. He uh, drugs he tested positive for a steroid called uh, Clostebol, which is an anabolic steroid. Now you you take one look at this dude, and this doesn't really look like a guy who's uh, got like steroids in his system. There he is right there. But whatever. They said you can't play 80 games. However, dad in an interview said that his son. So he says was taking some medication to treat ring ringworm. And it's like, did you just look up the that that steroid and find in the very bottom of the WebMD entry that it is used sometimes to treat ringworm and then announce to the world that your son had ringworm because of that? First of all, who the fuck gets ringworm? Now I uh, it should be 160 games after the dad said, no, 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 no. He was just treating some ringworm. Who the fuck gets ringworm? The, the last, these are the type of people that I picture getting ringworm. Like you can hear the Sarah, Sarah uh, McLaughlin song, the I will remember you. And there's a bunch of uh, kids sitting around a hole and uh, there's a pot in it. And the kids are all nude. And when there's flies in their eyes and uh, they have, uh, they're wearing a loincloth. These are the types of people who are going to get ringworm, not uh, uh, one of the brightest stars in Major League Baseball. Oh, yeah, I, my son had ringworm. That's all it is. Now millions of people are. This dad's an idiot. Uh, he says that the uh, punishment is not fair. This is a catastrophe. What has taken place, not just for my son, but for all of baseball. Uh, fans thinking to refute the ban, Tatis Jr. has agreed to sit out for 80 games. Uh, Tatis has not apologized or anything like that. He signed a $340 million contract extension with the San Diego Padres last year. My God, a $340 million contract. Jesus. If you're good enough to earn that, why in God's name would you uh, fucking take steroids? 
Well, who cares? You can just have your dad say that you got a ringworm. That's all you do. All right. Uh, moving on. How about this? Madonna celebrating her 64th birthday by making out with uh, hot chicks in the back of a car. Now, I couldn't tell you the last time this woman made any music. It seems like the only time she does anything is on, in a moment like this when she does something that, I mean, I guess that's outrageous. Is that even a big deal nowadays? In fact, I don't think it is a big deal. And it actually is just kind of gross because Madonna's going to be 65 years old. How'd you like to be this chick? The other one, there, there was two actually that did this, started making out with her just for social media for the picture who were probably like, ah, oh, fuck, I got to make out with this old buzzard. Are you serious? I mean, if I'm her, I would say minimum of like $25,000 in order to do that, to make that happen. Uh, according to this article, star for attention, Madonna celebrates birthday by French kissing two women in the back of her car. And she uh, captioned it birthday kisses with my side bitches. <laughs> Fucking hey. What? If she were 34, maybe, but she's 64 fucking years old. You know, why couldn't she have been driving that car instead of Anne Hayes? You know, seriously. Oh, fuck. Can you imagine if that was Madonna who was driving that car and then uh, this happened and they go, well, we're going to we're going to harvest her organs. And then the people were like, oh, thank God, I'm getting a new heart or I'm getting a new kidney. They go, yeah, it's Madonna's. You can keep it. Fuck it. We don't want it. No way. Um, all right. So there you go. That was it. The post. Uh, Jesus. There's, there's nothing more to it. She just posted a picture of her making out with chicks. Uh, the fans on social media had a lot to say. A certain subset of people were horrified that she was sharing such photos on her social media uh, because of her age, which is likely to embarrass her children. One person wrote, she is so starved for attention. It's sad. A lot of people say that about me. Zane, you're starved for attention. I don't know. I, I, I'm happy with the amount of attention. This person wrote another, uh, I hadn't heard of her in many years until now. The poly lesbian kissing worked as far as attention goes. I, well, okay. If, sure. I'm talking about it. Madonna has shown that she will do what she thinks is best, regardless of what others feel about it. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't care about that. Uh, as far as 64 year old women go, she does look all right. Okay. You guys know about my love for elderly women. I, I am attracted to women 60 and up. That is the thing. I would have sex with Madonna, but I don't know if I, I'd be intimidated, frankly. She'd probably be too much for me. I don't think I could handle it. I think I would fail miserably. Like I, I'm scared about what you're going to do. Brandis says she looks fake. Eh. Kenny says the epitome of not growing up gracefully. Kenny also says, I hate how Jimmy Fallon acts all fanboyish when Madonna is on his show. 
up close. She looks pretty plastic, says Chris. Okay, I need to see this for myself. So uh, good from afar, but far from good. Uh, there. Oh, I remember this. This was weird. <laughs> You're right. Remember this one? <laughs> Holy shit. God. The one in the middle, all right. I can live with that. One on the left, maybe. This was just jacked. Oh, God. What a horrible, horrible sequence. She was cute when she was young. Let it go. Come on. Knock it off. Um, all right. Let's see. Do I have anything else for you? I don't know if I do. No, I don't. No, I do. I do. I do. I have one more thing for you. Okay. This lady is getting all sorts of press because she shot a TikTok video of um, her and her five-year-old kid and the school year is about to start. And in the video, Cassie Walton is teaching her kid what to do if a school shooter comes in and she records it on TikTok. And mm, fuck. I mean, I guess. And she's uh the kid has a has a backpack with a uh bulletproof plate in it or Kevlar and uh she teaches the kid to like uh, put himself in the corner and hide behind the Spider-Man backpack. In fact, I'm going to show you this. Uh, hold on. Don't. Audio. Check. Video. Check. Look at this little kid. It's five years old. And the, mom's, and the mom says, hey, so um, when the school shooter comes in, we got to rehearse about what to do. Teacher calls over the intercom, says it's not a drill. Everybody go in the corner and be really quiet and still. What do you do? Now show me how you use your bulletproof backpack. Okay. Good job. If a teacher says, Weston, you don't need your backpack, let's get in the corner. I say, fuck you! I say, no, I need it. It's bulletproof. Okay. If the police are outside the door, but the shooter is in your room, and they call out, is anybody in there? What I say, fuck the police! What do you do? I say, I'm here. Absolutely not. You don't say a word. Oh, sorry, Mom. If the shooter is in there, you do not say She's like, you fucked it up. Let's do it again. What do you do? I say, I'm here. Absolutely not. You don't say a word. Okay. If the shooter is in there, you do not say a word. You stay absolutely silent. Okay, you get out of the building. Where do you go? Where do you run? Outside. Where outside? Home. You I don't think the kid's getting it. You run as far away from the school as you can go. Okay. Mom will find you. Teacher. Oh, fuck me. Oh, no. That is horrible. I don't even know where to begin with that. Jesus. 
shit. Can we just make it one school year without kids slaughtered? Is that is that possible? Hmm. Um, you know, I think that if I had kids this age, it would have to be that they don't go to school, right? Just don't send them to school. Do what you have to do, right? Shouldn't we just not send kids to school anymore? Or, you know, I would send the kid wearing a kid-sized bulletproof vest, you know, uh, underneath his shirt. Oh, God, that was horrible. That breaks my heart. And the kid thinks it's the game. I mean, the mom's going to have to be like, no, this is serious. Holy shit. Wow, that was that was absolutely horrible. I don't even have any jokes. All right, and just like that, another edition of Not the Best of the Eric Zancho podcast is in the books. Check out the Patreon, where while I'm away, I have something for you to listen to. Something to listen to while I'm away. That's right. But these days that I'm off, you will get full three-hour shows from way back in the past that I know you're going to love checking out. To get a taste of them, go to Patreon and sign up for free for seven days. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. I won't let you down. I won't let you down. Thanks for listening to this, folks. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.